Welcome, everybody, to the Kid Casper podcast. I'm your gracious, beautiful, blessed, beloved, and black host, the kid they call Casper. The KID in Kid Casper stands for King of Development. I'm that menace with the melanin. Reject me as I am, as long as he is still relevant. First off, um, I'm kind of upset with some of the people that were watching my podcast yesterday because they know the kind of quality, I would say, with the, the, the audio arts and everything like that because nobody told me that the whole time my audio feed was coming from my earbuds which is kind of disappointing because it sounded like i was talking through a windstorm on speakerphone and i was trying to order a pizza the whole time but that's besides the point anyway um yesterday's conversation was super super fruitful um just to get different um what's the word perspective and everything like that um y'all know why we're here today Y'all already know um, what time it is. Y'all already know kind of my standard and everything I wish I try to stand for. You know, we're still in this period in time where we're still having to debunk, dismantle, abolish white supremacy and everything that bears the fruit of white supremacy. And, um, you know, before anybody gets crazy in the comment section, I'm just going to let you know, as I tell you every other time. Hello, Kit Casper. My handle says Mr. Lee with love. But, you know. Don't try me today. And I'm going to drop the intro real quick. If this is your first time viewing, checking us out, kind of looking at my goofy looking face. Hello, I go by Kid Casper. I am a Christian raptivist. Um, that's right. Rapper slash activist. I love Jesus. Far from a pacifist. Um, I'm a leader of the Interfaith Coalition in the state of Maryland that's fighting for systemic and societal educational reform change. You know, anything we could do so we can have some type of a change in palette, you know, and what we've been serving everybody you know we gotta get some new cooks in the kitchen whatever we gotta do because i think we can all agree that powdered mayonnaise is trash and that's pretty much this country's standard since its inception anyway ghostreads.com that's how you pay the bills um please consider signing up for our patreon you know not only will you be supporting the channel you'll be supporting other artists and people i executive produce for um through this season and time and the first one i'm gonna bring up um not because he's my favorite or anything like that but just because he's been on screen with me before we got a returning panelist brother x from i think you said you were in connecticut i'm kidding connecticut if i'm not mistaken you had to unmute yourself gang. <laughs> yeah i'm uh, i'm in that area i'm in that area um okay but yeah how's it going good to be here um happy to be part of the conversation when i can be um i mean I couldn't have said it any better than Casper said it, you know, so, hey. And, um, you know, for those that don't really, well, unless you've been living under a rock, you know, we took last week off. Um, I let my panelists that I was going to have on here last week, this week, well, let them know last week that we're going to have to do this next week because I just needed to take the week off. Um, I expressed the X and everything like that. You know, the trial just took a lot out of me. Um, being re-triggered and everything like that. And then on top of the many instances of Black death that happened after that. And, you know, I wanted to bring in, what's the word? 
Um, the black experience is not a monolithic experience. And with that being said, <clears throat> though we see a lot of examples where black men are the hashtag and everything like that, we cannot forget that even though we are a minority in this country, you know, there are people that are, what's the word, more disparaged, more brutalized. They're the most unheard. So I thought <clears throat> it'd be great because the black woman is a double minority because not only are they a woman in this society, but they are also black. So I wanted to get different black creators to share their experience, share their thoughts on this. I got my sister Ebony from, I think you said Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. I just need yes. you both and then we got, then I got my sister Kiana from the shy, if I'm not mistaken. Illinois. Yep. Illinois. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. And, um, you know, first off, I appreciate you guys accepting my invitation. Um, I think people always get weirded out when it comes to me just randomly hitting them up <clears throat> and like, hey, you should come on my podcast. Y'all don't know me from a can of paint, but I end up adopting people that I end up having come on, come on here and everything like that. Um, so one, I just want to say thank you guys for blessing me with your presence and accepting the invitation. Um, but unfortunately, and fortunately, I got to grill you guys a little bit because since <laughs> you guys are first time guests, I got to ask y'all some really, really tough questions. So okay. I don't know who to pick on first. I think I'm going to pick on the one that kept saying they were the most nervous. So I think I'm going to go with my sister, Ebony of Virginia. This is oh, just God. a chance for you. <laughs> it's all good. This is, this is just a chance. This is just a chance for you to kind of, you know, introduce yourself. Tell us what you're about businesses and everything like that. Whatever you want to get into, essentially. Oh, wow. On the spot am I now? Okay. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I not much to say. I'm on business, Ebony Rose Expressions. Um, I do custom work on Etsy. I'm trying to get into this whole hosting thing because, you know, I want to be a talk show host one day. So I've got to get over these nerves at some point. Um, yes. And I talk a lot. So there we are. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Um, and you know, and as far as my next grilling question that I have for you today, um, if you had to pick a favorite Disney princess, what would your favorite Disney princess be? Belle. Seriously? No hesitation either. None at all. I don't like the idea. I don't like the idea of a white woman needing to calm down somebody of a brown monstrous skin. <laughs> Maybe that's just me, but I understand. And <laughs> and in case you do not know anything about this, because I'm a nerd, so you know, fair warning. Um, if you had to pick a starter six Pokemon, what starter six Pokemon would that be? I don't know anything about Pokemon. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. I mean, this is look, this is these are my was the word grilling questions. This is a way for me to literally break the ice because everybody's like, holy crap. And so that lets me know where you kind of fall on. Just say I guess Pikachu. culture and you said what'd you say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's the only one I know. I would just say That's Pikachu. Terrible. You have kids. You should oh they, all right. Now you're no, next. Well, it's all right. They know way more than me for sure. They like the game and everything. But not I mean, not not a good enough excuse for me. Just gonna be honest. Well, you know what, Eb, that was actually only your grilling questions that you were gonna necessarily have. Um, so first off. You did it well. You actually answered the question because a lot of people are like, you're not going to know my favorite Disney princess. They get stuck up on here. Uh, you know, you put them on camera for five seconds. They act like they don't know nobody, but that's all right. Um, and <laughs> Sister Key, um, you know, this is just a time for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're about, things that you do, if you own a business or anything like that. So tell us a little bit about yourself today. So I don't own a business, but I am located in Illinois. 
Um, I am a pharmacy technician, so trying to get into pharmaceuticals, one day become like a pharmacist. Um, I have two girls that I'm raising, and my goal actually is to uh, move to Canada uh, if the border ever opens. So just a little background about me. All right. And if you had to pick a favorite Disney princess, what would your favorite Disney princess be? Mm. Well, Tiana, of course. Princess Tiana. Yeah. Of course. Or, okay, actually, I have between two. Either Princess Tiana or... Does Mulan count as the Disney princess? I think she does. Or Mulan. Definitely two of my favorites. Ah, I think my only um disparaging argument... And as far as like, it has nothing to do with Tiana because it's not her fault, but I just don't really like when they pick these like characters of color and they always literally dehumanize them from Will Put Smith being a like pigeon. A to, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just like, why should you never, never a whole person, the whole movie. Definitely never. Yeah, yeah. I so agree. But it's I do like so the fact that like, she didn't like, you know, like the other Disney princesses, like their storyline was trash. Like, I love the fact that she ended up with her little restaurant at the end. Like, yeah, I love that she actually has yeah. like, a storyline. You know, personality and everything like that. Mm -hmm. That's good. Oh, and don't mind my mug. My grandmother's name was um, Minnie, and this is like my favorite mug. So I don't, you know, because everybody, I know some of my new viewers are going to be like, that. that's a really non-manly mug. Well, if you see my haircut, I'm not really a really manly dude. So get over yourself. So <laughs> that's okay. We don't do toxic masculinity here anyway. So. Right. Oh, neither do I. I have a oh, question. You got a question for me. Okay. I do. Who is your favorite Disney uh -oh. princess? Right. My favorite Disney princess. Um, You're hesitating. <laughs> because it switches up. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think as I grow as a person, but I've always loved Mulan because she was a badass. Like mm -hmm. she could have been, she could have stayed at home and let her dad go to war. But she was like, I don't care if I'm a girl. You know what I'm saying? They may not label her a princess, but to me, I thought she was pretty dope. It used to be Pocahontas. Then I got older and realized how bad. Yeah, that's why I didn't say that her. was. I was like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, it's uh not good. Disney's got issues. Matter of fact, like I, it's funny because every time I go over to my mom's house, she thinks it's funny because so my um my old my little older brother because okay I call him little older brother because he's. 33 years old but intellectually he's three he has a tbi traumatic brain injury and everything like that and he's legally blind so but one of the things he loves doing is listening to like disney sing-alongs and i don't know if you guys ever heard of songs of the south you know it's a movie about uncle remus the happy slave it's a disney movie mm -hmm. so when i say yeah disney out here bugging you understand me so some of the stuff that we used to be really cool with when we were younger is just not good. That reminds me like Dumbo, like when they were singing about how they love to be slaves. Wait, when they're like, which part? Of the thing? You know, like the part when they get out the train and they're like, they're, up the they're literally singing about like back breaking all these things and how they love to work and they're slaves. I and did not know that. The bird, like, this is the part I didn't know. The bird, his name was Jim Crow. Crow. The crows I knew about. I don't know what the crow. 
Why no, were they a bar? Why were they a barbershop like a, the standard like black barbershop guys? I just had an issue with that, but that's besides the point. Look, we can talk about this for literally hours. We might have to talk about this offline, but that's besides yeah. the point. No, this, this, the, this, uh, the, the hammer song got to me because, like, the only part from that song I remember is the uh, uh, when they get paid, they throw their pay away. I'm just like, that's kind of weird. Well, that's a hell of a way to break the ice. Um, that was, <laughs> but I don't do. We don't do. We don't do rules on this podcast. And, you right. know, like I said, I told y'all before we got started. I do everything off the cuff. All this is mainly freestyling. Um, yeah, and my dog finally fell asleep after that melatonin I gave him. That's besides the oh point. A, it's storming up here. Yeah, he has terrible anxiety. What's up, Maya? I got my homie in my state watching. I got Tyler and everybody. Oh, we got some new guests up in here. We've got issues, too. Oh, I appreciate that. That's insinuating that I have issues. All no. Right. Okay. No, no, that's, no. <laughs> no, that's fine. All right. that, that's all right. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, guys, um, first thing before I like to get into topics, I like to just do like a wellness check. I'm really big on, I don't like to say mental illness because I believe us as a people, we need to strive for mental wellness. You know what I'm saying? So right. I just want to kind of get a temperature out. Everybody's doing um, around the room, around the screen. So anybody can go first, how they're kind of feeling with everything that's going on during this time. Um, um, it up. <clears throat> oh, did you want to? Okay. Um, I'm doing okay. Um, like Casper said, um, last week was a lot with the trial and then with what happened after. Um, for reasons that we'll probably get into, it was just a lot of re re like a lot of rehashing the same points, but for different people, and that's rough. Um, but like the, and I don't want to, you know, start this off by praising the bare minimum, but it almost doesn't feel like that because for like years now, you know, Costa has just been able to, you know, get away with whatever, um, because a lot of it's not recorded. Um, but with everyone having a camera now, it feels like, you know, more of what is wrong with, um, yes, individual cops, but more the institution itself is being made, you know, made known. And I choose to believe that it's getting closer and closer to the point where there is no choice but to, um, but to address that. So, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling okay. Not fantastic in terms of that specifically, but in general, um you know better than better than before the verdict i'll tell you that yeah i feel that dude because um i mean i texted you it was almost like as if like 30 minutes before i sent like the less the rest of the um um of our sisters on screen you know i was like feeling good i was like you know what i got so much anger in my heart i gotta get this off but then at the same time like and as you know, X and everybody else, I don't know if I told you, Key, but, you know, last week was nine years of sobriety for me. But this was also the first time in maybe five years I had an urge to drink. And that's after the trial. That's after what happened to Micaiah Bryant. And I was just like, yeah, I need to just 
kind of collect myself, ground myself, take the week, rest of the week off, give the rest of my team the week off and everything like that. You know, it's necessary to do that because I think um, one of the things that James Baldwin says is to be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage all the time. But that ain't healthy. You know what I'm saying? So you got to learn how to just punch in, punch out, kind of check out and just collect yourself and catch your breath. But I definitely relate with you, Brother X. Um, Queen Key, Queen Ebb. Which one of y'all won't go next? Oh, I'll go. Okay. All right. <laughs> not it, not it. Um, I, I think I feel similar. You know, like you have the days, everything's fine. But then the weights of everything going on globally is a lot. Um, you find it hard to talk about certain things sometimes because just everything. And then what I'm having the biggest issue with is the black trauma being publicized as often as it is, um, whether it's people trying to make like a point about a post or something like that, just the constant replay of an incident that is like so effective to a whole community. It's, it's hard to deal with. Like it's these trigger warnings that just, it's mentally and emotionally exhausting. And that's kind of where I'm like at right now. I'm exhausted. That's right. I feel that. I mean, like, this is not normal. I think one thing that, you know, I think one thing that I always tell people is like what we have to go through as a people. This is not that's why I tell people like us, like people having privilege just because they don't even have to face this level of turbulence and adversity. I want people to kind of grasp because I always say that we have to survive in a country that most people get to live in and they don't really get that. So then when we seem like we're on edge. I don't like to call black women angry or the angry black woman. I think they're a black woman that gets angry because that's a stigma personally. But y'all should be angry because if you think of like just the stuff that we go through as a people, but you guys are also women in the side in the society that values men more than women goes. So I get that for sure. Sister Key, what you got for me? I can honestly say exhausted. I'm I don't want to go to any more like protests. I don't want to say no more names. It is exhausting. And it's especially exhausting, I think, for me, because I'm also mixed and I'm in like an environment where it's like my family doesn't understand it. They don't get like me and my dad and my family, my other my dad's side of the family, we can relate. But me and my wife family, we cannot relate. Like to them, it's like oh, they should have complied or, and it's like when you have to deal with that on a daily basis, then deal with seeing everything, it starts to kind of wear down on you. And there'll be times where I just sit in my car. Like when my kids, when I put them to bed, I go and sit in my car or I go for a drive. I feel like it's like my, my me time just to like take in everything, you know? It can definitely be overwhelming. I feel that I had to I had to get in my car a couple of times and listen to some Keisha Cole and just cry a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's necessary. Like you need to like and I think this sounds kind of weird to say this, but I think it's a good thing when it does hurt because it lets you know that you're not numb during this time. I would be more concerned with for everybody on screen if this was numb, if you guys were just walking around like, well, I don't feel anything. You know what I'm saying? This Once again, this is not normal. So. I'm happy you guys didn't give me like generic politically correct um, answers because and me, you know, me and I'm I'm really good at this. And I know X is good at this, too. But as you know, because you guys are and I don't care about you guys when I say I don't care about you guys being mixed, 
like y'all are black to me. You understand me? So if you guys are going to end up sharing your thoughts. Well, what happened? I went completely black. There we go. This camera sucks from time to time. Um, But <laughs> but anytime you guys want to share your thoughts on something, if you guys want to stay on a particular topic, bring one up. Like I told you all when we weren't on air, Um, you guys are once again the double minority. So I believe you guys should be double amplified during this time, especially. So, you know, like I said, get comfortable. You know, you whatever you need to do to kind of settle in a little bit, we're going to get into it. Um, so after we got the wellness check and everything like that, um, this comes, this is starting to become one of my favorite segments because, you know, I do this thing where I kind of touch base on like stuff that's happening in the news around the world and everything like that. And it gets a very, okay. So <laughs> I give my thoughts on stuff, you know, Christian man, but you know, in case y'all haven't noticed, like I'm black. So, you know. What ends up happening after I share my thoughts is, you know, white fragility kind of gets sprinkled all over the place. So I like to call this segment uh, the Friendly Neighborhood Negro News. All right, let's get into it. First off, I'm just going to start this off by saying white fragility is my favorite salad dressing. So if you come in this comment section, you get stupid in my comment section. My moderators will will gladly and I literally mean gladly get you up out of here because I got to protect my mental health and I kind of want to protect your feelings. And the, the tongue has power to speak life or death. So if you get up in here popping off at the mouth, you're not going to be here that long. I'm just going to start off with that. So. Yesterday, while I was um, on live, apparently, <clears throat> if anybody still remembers, we had the Ahmad Arbery case. Well, apparently, federal charges finally got brought down on the three men that, you know, participated in this crime, you know, this murder, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't an act of vigilantism. They weren't, what's the word, patriots or anything like that, unless we're patriots to a certain standard, whatever. Um, The reason I wanted to bring this up is because, okay, um, I saw there's a couple of groups for some odd reason on Facebook, and somebody tagged me in, um, somebody like showed me a couple of things, but apparently there's these, there's a support group, I'm not even kidding, a support group apparently on Facebook, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, and I'm gonna, if they're watching right now, I'm gonna have them resend it to me, or they could plug the link into the comments, but apparently there's a support group where people are, you know, raising money for legal expenses and everything for three men that, you know, murdered somebody. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't understand why how white America can come together to, what's the word, to, to you know, galvanize and then group together to support people that just commit acts of terrorism. You know what I'm saying? It's terrorism. Let's just call it what it is. It's terrorism. So... Apparently, people are raising money. They're looking and asking for lawyers to, you know, take their cases and everything like that. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. The one thing I think is funny is, like, they put so much energy to support 
three white men, you know, the top of the food chain in this society. Um, but when we show y'all instances, like what happened with George Floyd um, and what happened with these other black lives, I don't know how many times that people tried to justify why somebody like Micaiah Bryant got killed. But we could see on video the evil and the wickedness of white supremacy on display. So I kind of wanted to just bring that to the forefront. I'm going to have either one of my sisters go first, because like I said, black women, you know, double minority. So they should be double amplified. So either one of y'all can go first. Don't make me pick. <laughs> uh, I guess it's key then. Eb, right, I'll let, you. Okay, well, this is my thought on of it is that speak for yourself. This is this is okay. your black experience, my your take black on, thoughts. Like white, just white people in general is that there was this video. It was on TikTok, and it was a girl explaining how it was like a lynching of a black man, and what she was pointing out in the video was how little the children were in the picture. Like when I say little, I would say like seven, eight, nine. And I think white America has gotten to the point where like subconsciously, I don't even think they even realize they are so numb to black death that they, it is like breathing to them. They don't recognize it. They, they don't see it. So they, I, it's just, it's something about it that like they just can't see. And I think it's easier for them to relate to one another because we live in a society where it's like they're conditioned to think that we're all equal. We're all the same, but at the same time, they can recognize that they have privilege and they want to keep that privilege. But yeah, like that's just my take. I'm just like, I think white people are just so conditioned to the point where they just don't recognize like inequalities in this country at all, like at all. Um, so I'm not surprised about the Facebook group. I'm really mm. not. It's this is just every day. Mm -mm -mm. How about you, Queen Eb? What you got for me? So now, while I completely agree with that, I have to say the caveat to that is that they know. They choose not to act like they know. Um, there's no way that this deliberate action of like who who does that? If it was somebody in their community they would totally understand. So the fact that they can't step outside of themselves to say, Hey, if this was my child, if this was my brother, if this was my husband, you know, that act right there of not wanting to know is willful. So do I believe that all of them don't know? No, I, I do think it is conditioning, but I also feel like some of them choose not to deliberately. Like you're going to tell me and my prime example for this is those the same white people who constantly say like that George Floyd died of a drug overdose. Court documents in his autopsy proved otherwise, but yet y'all still say that's what it was. They're choosing not to. I do not believe that it is just a condition for everyone. I think that they know they don't want to. So they do everything they can to prove that that's not what's going on. That's why they can do these fundraising for these people who've done these heinous things. Cause they know what's going on. They don't care. That's just my opinion. This uh, take I do agree. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Queen. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> like, no. Hey, like, what I say, y'all are being double amplified up I here. Y'all good. Go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> like I do, I definitely agree with that because I definitely think that, like, and also with like, I think some white people 
it is also is that unless it deliberately affects them, they're not really going to care. And I think like also like if you ever see like the only reason why they always bring up and I hate to bring this up because it's such a traumatic thing that did happen. But the Holocaust, like that, that was the only thing that white people seem to care because it's like it's people who look like them. So now all of a sudden they care about this particular time in history. But when it comes to like black people and like um you know, mass murders of like indigenous and all these people, they can't seem to see it. They don't recognize it. So I think unless they're deliberately affected by it, they're not going to care. So yeah, just to elaborate, I do agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I think what it is, um, and I, I look at it like this, like, and it's something something I kind of want to counter back to what you say when you say they don't notice inequality. Well, they don't notice inequality when they think that's just how things are. You know what I'm saying? Like when you eat with when you eat with your brother and sister, sometimes you get a little bit more on your plate than your brothers and sisters do. So if they're only used to getting a certain amount on a plate or getting a certain treatment or a certain consequence or a certain reaction, well, then you know, cruelty like charity begins at home. I'm not saying it's right, but it just means you had some stupid parents. I don't know. Uh, not stupid, but just not culturally sensitive and ill-informed, I would say, is the best way to describe it. But at this point, and I'm kind of with everybody else, I don't really want to give y'all excuse anymore because if the Amish know about this crap and they don't even got buttons on their clothes, let alone smartphones, I don't think you have the right to tell me you don't know what is happening during this time. <laughs> during this time. Queen Eb, you look like you're losing over there. What you got for me? <laughs> Listen, because I, I find the 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 links that they go to uh, to make excuses comical. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that there are certain people in certain parts of the world who really don't know the magnitude of things over here. But you're not telling me you're a white person in America and and have no clue that what has happened is still occurring in a different form. Like there's, I don't, I don't believe that. I think that's ridiculous. But slavery ended though, didn't it? If if racism, why black president? Hmm? If if racism, why Beyonce rich? Hmm? Unironically though, that. I just think, um, I think what it is, and I, I kind of say this <clears throat> to this point, and this may be a hot take. And if it is, I don't care. And if you don't like what I have to say, that's fine. And if you want to argue with me, sign up for my Patreon. You can hop in the stream and you'll get your feelings hurt even more. Only difference is you're going to pay $2 to give you two cents. And then you're still going to get kicked out. But white people aren't allowed to tell me what's racist anymore. I'm sorry. It's just like how men can't tell women what's misogynistic or not. I don't think we, they just, dealt, they've been doing it wrong. They just, you, you lost that. Yes. You lost that privilege in my opinion. <laughs> oh man, you should warm it up over there now. What you or got for me over there, queen? the definition of what racism is. The mm. definition, I swear to God, they it can't concept that racism is a system. Can't. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. 
y'all can y'all 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 know y'all fine y'all don't have to keep <laughs> what i say y'all being double what i tell y'all y'all being double amplified i know you may not be used to this but over here on the kid casper podcast we listen to black women and other women of color so y'all got more to share please please let me not work so much you know what i'm saying like do, share what you want to share <laughs> i was literally about to say the exact same thing she did that's one of the biggest arguments I have to have with people, because when you try to tell them why people of color cannot be racist, it's they think that um, not liking someone because they are white, you know, that discrimination or that prejudice is excused. It's not. It's still wrong. You just using the wrong word for it. Like, that's not racism. That ism is a system. And I don't understand, like, where the disconnect is. How can I have an argument with somebody who can't read the dictionary? Yeah, it's like it's like trying to get it's like trying to describe the color blue to a blind person. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you're just wasting your time. Um, also, I, I think, think it's extremely disrespectful to say like the same people who created racism in America in this system is now saying I'm affected by said system. It is extremely to me, it's extremely disrespectful. I think it is like the most disrespectful thing that you can do is say that, you know, the same, I'm oppressing you, but I also am feeling that same set oppression. Very disrespectful. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's kind of funny to me. And I literally think it's funny. Like, I think it was last year. Oh, I'm over here. Like I said, y'all, y'all need to relax over here. Whatever y'all need to do, I'm going to do it. Shoot. This is my podcast. (laughs) But, um, I think what's kind of funny about this is why do people why do white people want to be oppressed so bad like what about this what about this struggle is fun i don't know about y'all i don't like this you know what i'm saying like like this like this like we got like jackets or something like oh guess what i got called the n-word today cool you get a varsity jacket like you know what i'm saying like there's not there's no pressure olympics I just don't. They're get playing it. the oppression Olympics. <laughs> I just. I, they. Girl, they. I, mm, 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 I don't. I don't understand. And I think the. I think the thing that kind of makes me mad about this, for instance, is one like we've all saw what happened to Ahmad Arbery and everything like that. Not only like did we not see the video until three months after the fact. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta think during quarantine, these folks were just at home watching Ozark in the comfort of their own home, just being free while this man is dead. You know what I'm saying? Family mourning, crying, everything like that. And then when we saw the video, you know, the district attorney was like, all right, uh, yeah, we, we gotta, we gotta go and pick these niggas up because, you know, people are getting upset. Um, this is Atlanta. I don't know if you know, but Atlanta is the closest thing to Wakanda in the United States. So we kind of just can't let this go on anymore. So we got to do the right thing. So even with this, like, I get that we're, now indicting this as a federal hate crime but you know what and i'm gonna let i'm i'm literally gonna let my my i'm gonna let my sister kiana jump in this um after this next topic because she had a fairly interesting not so much interesting take but you could just kind of feel the emotion that was coming out of her in that moment what she say i'm still here but i have to turn my camera off for a hot second sorry i'm still here i'm just plugging up my phone hold on 
No, you're fine. I'm kind of just like being weird and reading things out loud as if my microphone's not on or anything like that. So I'm going to bring up <laughs> the next topic of the friendly neighborhood Negro news. Um, to kind of address that, I mean, like, I feel like we already know the answer to that question. Um, it's because, and this is what I think this is kind of the issue, and I wish that would have had, um, and also, if there's anybody that's in the comment section that's watching today, and you are of either the Asian American community, um, Black, Indigenous, people of color community, and you want to join in on this conversation, um, I'm going to drop a link to get to the what the heck we just keep going black on screen that i don't appreciate that that's fine um but um if you wanted to join in on this conversation me and like come on screen i don't care if you got a do-rag on or anything like that like for all you know i could not be wearing pants but that's besides the point um but i think the issue that i have not so much have with this comment but it kind of brings me back to my point where white supremacy tries to like create this divide with us there it seems like the tension between especially within like the black community and the asian american community the gap is getting a little wider simply because of this legislation that they're passing you know they're passing this anti-asian hate crime bill and everything like that you know they're getting people and administrators to teach about their history in schools and uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like, okay, my take on this, it kind of upsets me in a sense, not because I don't want my brothers and sisters to get their justice. I think in this case, it's like, you know that you have more than one Band-Aid, but then you see two people bleeding and you decide to give one person or one people a Band-Aid. Um, and my sister Key kind of had an interesting take on this. She did a TikTok on it um i think it was yesterday if i'm not mistaken but um yeah if you wanted to share your thoughts on this because you were talking about this yesterday a little I, bit i was so i was like i'm not so what happened was will uh it's like will i forgot his username but anyway he's an asian activist and he was talking about how in new york they wanted to push for asian history to be taught and they wanted to get into ethnic studies about getting like I guess he put in there in his video, he's like, yeah, well, we wanted to make a focal point about how we also wanted to include like black history being taught and like Latinx history being taught, all these things. But I'm like, how can you have these conversations without black people, without the Latinx community, without indigenous people? Like, how are you as the Asian community having these important talks, especially about education. I am so strong about education because I think our generation is our future. So if you're having a conversation about our future, to me, I feel like I wanna see someone 
in my community, you know, like speaking for me. I want to see someone who is on this topic. And I'm not saying that I don't think Asian history should be taught. I 100% think it should be taught. But I don't think that just Asian history should be taught. And I don't think that, you know, Asian activists should be speaking for everybody else when it comes to these ethic studies. Mm, and I got that you. I, see, that I, I was mad know. at me. I, I, I turned off my comments for like a little bit because, I mean, the Asian community was so upset. How are you not happy for us? This is our history hasn't been taught. Your history has always been taught. But has it, though? Like, I mean, my whole thing is there's more significance to black people in this in in America other than slavery. Like there is more to us than slavery. We were people before slaves. Like they, we we had our own culture, we had our own significance. And if you think that the only significance as far as our history in this country is slavery, no, I have a problem with that. And I think like a lot of the comments were offending me and then also with the whole like bill I'm happy that they got the bill, but also the bill puts money into police and it made me extra worried. Uh, hold on one sec. Do what you need to do. Hey man. Hey queen, do whatever you need to do in your kingdom. No worries. No worries. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> All good. My seven year old. You can come up here. Come on. Okay. So also with the whole bill thing, like I understand they have an agenda to push. I 100% agree that this bill definitely was meant to cause some division. But my thing is this bill also supports the police. And a lot of my resentment came a little bit toward the Asian community um, was the fact that they funded Asian task force. They put money, more money into the police. And I think it's kind of disrespectful considering we're also like dying in numbers. I understand that they're scared, but like when you actively support the police, you are hurting black and brown people in this country. So I mm. think we should talk about like ways, other options other than putting more money into the police. And I don't know, the Asian community was just really upset with me and they're like, you know, and I get what they're coming from. They're like, you know, why don't you be happy for us? Why are you trying to cause division? Why is it that like other communities can't support other communities um, growth? And it's not that I don't support their growth. It's just does necessarily your growth have to come at the expense of other communities? And that's See, I didn't know that. See, I didn't know that part as far as like the funding and stuff. I didn't realize that it was going like especially like this, I guess, like the education um, sense. I didn't realize that that money was actually going to the police department. Um, and just a little caveat to, to drop in there real quick, you being from Illinois, I mean, most white people believe that Fred Hampton was a terrorist for the longest time until mm -hmm. Judas and the Black Messiah. So even if our history is being taught, it's whitewashed, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, Queen Ebony, what you got? Oh, only, oh you... sorry. No, nope, I don't no, 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 uh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm like, I don't necessarily like, I don't think like the funding for the or them trying to talk with elected officials for like education has anything to do with the police, but I do know that they did create an Asian police or Asian task force um, to look into like Asian hate crimes. And my whole thing is just like, 
I don't like anything that involves the police. I don't like anything that has to do with funding the police. So if anything has to do with funding the police, it's not anything toward the Asian community, even if the Latinx community did that. Anything with the police, you you won't have my vote. You won't. Gotcha. What you got for me, Queen? Um, I'm not really familiar with the bill itself, but the fact that there just is one. Mm. And, and, and like she was saying, if this bill is putting money into the police, when honestly, some of the problems that are with the system of, you know, policing within itself can be fixed with the budget they have now. Training, psyche valves, things like that. Um, But the fact that there was an evident issue in America that should be addressed or should have been addressed. And then there's a bill almost immediately after some of these hate crimes started happening towards the Asian community. I just, I don't, that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Cause um, one thing that I, I always, and I get that it's not really their fault necessarily, but it is the design of white supremacy where the model minority myth, where they more so I like to say like the model, the model minority prioritization, you know, complex that they have. They're like, Oh, well, you know what? They assimilate or can assimilate easier to whiteness. So if we throw them a bone in this situation, then we'll have more allies. Because, you know, as time goes off and off and again, you know, I don't know how many generations is going to be, but white people are not going to look as white anymore. They're going to look, well, I got special lights. What did they say, like 30, 2030 or something like that? I don't know. I mean, like, but but you know what? A lot of people don't know. And I go to school for theology. There's not white people in the Bible. White is actually a mutation, but that's besides the point. Um, but <laughs> so I mean, like, that's just if we're really if we really want to like get real, real. I think what it is is that they're worried about losing their control, so they're gonna throw a bone to whoever's gonna bite it first, and or, or better yet, who has his stick horse. Ah, I can't talk today. Historically, bit the bone first. Um, because if you think of the examples like Frederick Douglass, you know, he fought for our liberation and fought for Asian Americans liberations, but then they spat on Frederick Douglass. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's a historical thing. And they're kind of counting on history to repeat itself because what's the one thing we learn from history that we don't learn from history. So if they exhibit the same behavior, they're hoping to get the same results. Um, what y'all got for me? What y'all got for me? Yeah. The... So I didn't I didn't know about this bill either, actually, and I'm um, gonna hopefully look into it later. Um, it's one of those things where it's like this. This is one of those I, I've said this before in this podcast. The divide between the Black and Asian communities is a nuanced thing that needs to be you know discussed in depth. And this is one of those. This is one of those things. The um, the idea of you know the of Asian history being taught and, you know, all these things that benefit that community, that being a good thing is separate from the idea that something like that has not been a priority for the American government. Like Mm. you can say, I'm glad you can say, I'm glad this is happening for you. And also point out the fact that they haven't done, they haven't done this for, (coughs) for black people. Absolutely. That's why I said, like, it's the knowing you have enough Band-Aids, seeing two different people bleeding, but you only give one of them a Band-Aid. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Um, and then I saw 
I saw somebody comment, uh, uh, Rowan, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, they were talking about how um, their, their um, education in terms of like, you know, history, not so in depth. So when, um, when, Ke when Kiana says, um, you know, we're more than, you know, slave, we're more than slavery, it's like, yeah, there's really, <laughs> there really hasn't been an institutional focus in making sure that, hey, you know, we used to teach history this way, but you know what? That's not right. We're going to fix it. Like, you usually have to rely on colleges or like documentaries after you get out of high school to really, um, you know, uh, fill that gap. And it's, it's, again, it's nothing. It's just one of those things where, like you said, that's one of those uh, those er areas of friction that's just hard to break, especially in like something like a TikTok uh, setting. Um, it's like them sec them sixty second windows where it's just like, hey, uh, bring world peace in sixty seconds. <laughs> All right, it's, it's really like fifty nine point five where you get that weird dirt yeah. face before yeah. the thing starts, but that's the size of the point. Um, so somebody actually joined the stream, I guess from the YouTube. Um, it said she picked her name wayward, Jessica 29. How you doing today? Sis, how you, can you hear us? Okay. On your end. Hey, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, it looks like Ebony knows you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, Ebony, do I'm you know her? her lives? Okay. Okay. Good. Look, man. Look, I just I like to ask because you know if it gets weird on here. So I don't know if you caught my um. First off, thank you for um ones um subscribing to the Patreon. That's one. Two. Um. Don't know if you know that. I guess like the subject matter where we're trying to one debunk white supremacy and everything like that. Fighting for a solution. Trying to seek to understand, not to be understood. Cannot talk. Um, don't know why it's probably cause it's raining and I'm tired and I got an old man back, but anyway, um, appreciate you being a part of this conversation, man. Um, Ebony, you had something while actually, I think it was either Ebony or Kia. Once again, we just, y'all could go, y'all could pick between each other. I mean, like this is my podcast, but I'm kind of, I'm just controlling the keyboard. Which one y'all want to go first? Well, I just wanted to say really quickly that again, I'm not familiar with the bill, but to me, it's like the bill is playing off the or the production of this bill is to play off the anti-blackness that's in the Asian community. Mm. So they have, like you said, more, I don't know, team members or whatever they have. There's a whole community now on their side because of this bill. There, 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 there is a lot of, um, especially like in it's in legislation. Um, if, if you like go back and look at a, a lot of things, it's a lot of <clears throat> relying on the folks that want to um, uphold this, you know, the white supremacy and all that, think that folks will respond specifically to the, oh, well, they did this for me. So yeah, I'm going to vote for them. Sure. When you dig, <clears throat> when really we have to get better at uh pick, picking up picking up signs of either like pandering or like uh doing something out of bad faith right like <clears throat> example 45 right he had the platinum plan right 
I'm um, so happy we I'm so happy we all agreed not to say his name because I don't know about <laughs> y'all. I don't know about y'all, but like my butt itches when his name comes up. You understand me? So I'm just <laughs> I'm sorry I said it just like that. I told y'all I'm super unorthodox, but I appreciate you just saying the number because ooh, good lord, man. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no, his like you know, his platinum plan, right? It's just like um, if racist, then why platinum plan? It's just like what is first of all never happened second of all you talk about identity politics all the time that is literally that's pandering 101 that's not even pandering 101 that's pandering 00099 um <coughs> but but us saying hey you look know, i know we're on screen you keep coughing are you all right like yeah 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 it's uh it's, sure? it's allergies man it's allergies. it better be allergies no i i'm just now learning that Pollen can cause like you know coughing and breathing issues, and I'm just like, well, great. I didn't you have this corona, emphysema, <laughs> all these other things. I just want to make sure you good, fam. That's all it is. I'm good. Like, I have vaccinated too, fully. I mean, either that or either that or you smoke cigarettes backwards. I don't know. Just be careful. Smoke Drink your water. <laughs> I don't know, man. But, uh... <laughs> um, but yeah. So it's it's um so like so this isn't. It, this is hard because it's like it's hard to know what someone's intentions are, right? Even if it's a good thing, and and like and like Kenneth said, with the with the police, just like well, the police is a whole nother conversation. Like, why is that? You know, <clears throat> just like task force is just like it just sounds a little bit suspicious on its own because it sounds like you're trying too hard. Maybe that's just me. Um. Like you, you don't need a task force to listen to people when they're reporting hate crimes. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's not like there haven't been hate crimes over the last year. It's just like, oh, that's uh, hey, the task force, uh, huh? Huh? You know, that's it. That's kind of what it's like. um. But yeah, it's just again, it's one of those nuanced things where it's just like, yes, this is a good thing, but also like, this is kind of what we've been asking for, and we're still getting friction on it. And it's not even a jealous thing; it's just like a, why can't we also do that over here? And that's a hard combo to have without it sounding like um, comparing. Yeah, that's what I get whenever I brought it up. It's like, why are you comparing our struggles? It's not that I'm comparing. It's just that, like, we've been asking for, like, the littlest things. Like, you know, like, we have been asking for, like, lynching bills, you know, to even acknowledge that. And it's, like, nothing that we ever ask for ever gets implicated ever. And it's, like, you guys were able to get a whole entire bill. So it's just, like, it's, it's not. And that's what I was trying to explain to the Asian community. It wasn't shade. It was just, like wow like why can't we get the same thing you know what i'm saying or why can't we all work on the same page even if they got their bill which is i mean even though they got their bill it's fine but there are things that in your bill affects us so it's like we can't even support you 100 with this bill because this bill also again negatively negatively affects black and brown mm. community so it's like i want to support you i want to i want to be happy for you but your bill still doesn't benefit me you know and that's what i was trying to get the asian community to understand but like 
it just wasn't happening. So I deleted a lot of my videos and I didn't really want to touch on the subject no more because I don't want to offend the Asian community because I do want black and Asian solidarity. But at the same time, if I can never question your motives and make sure if you can never like, you know, um, like assure me that we're on the same page. And every time I like question anything and you're automatically like, well, you're anti-Asian now. I don't think we're going to get anywhere. I think part of unity is understanding one another. Like, hey, just so you know, like this kind of affected me in this way. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me take a step back. I feel like it's all about listening to one another. And I don't feel like I'm getting that from the Asian community right now. Here's here's my thing. I'm all for uh, the task force and the bill and everything. That's fine. But it feels like this is pandering more to the obedient minority narrative mm. because y'all are going to make, y'all are going to make this minority. You're going to give them a task force for hate crimes and everything like that. But where's the task force um, after Matthew Shepard for LGBTQ? Where was the task force after Rodney King? Where was the mm. bill then? It hasn't happened. And I think that's why us black people are like, wait, hold on a minute. They get a bill, they get a task force, but we don't. And people see it as being anti-Asian, but really it's like, it's not that at all. It's just, it feels like it's pushing more anti-blackness into the Asian community and more anti-Asian into the black community because it's another mm. way of conquering and dividing. And I think that I think that's the thing that's dangerous about this. Like one of the things and I publicly, publicly, publicly. OK, I'm in the state of Maryland. Right. And, you know, I was in the streets. I was in the city. I was in the most racist counties in my state. And Governor Hogan, um, the governor of my state, didn't say anything about the, the killings that was happening. Matter of fact, he spoke about riots that were not happening in my state. Let it let it be known that though Baltimore be tripping sometimes just like every other area there were no riots that were happening in my city there hasn't been a riot that happened in my city since freddie gray but he didn't say anything about it here's the thing freddie uh, governor hogan and if he's watching this you you about to hear what i'm about to say okay in case you didn't catch me on abc last week um but Nobody knew that this man had an Asian family until Asian people started getting brutalized. So I just thought it was kind of, you know, interesting that he felt the need to, you know, speak up against um, minorities being brutalized when it affected his family. You know what I'm saying? And I thought that was a huge issue because that's just what white people do. It's like, well, you know what I'm saying? It's not my fight. Well, it becomes your fight when your family member, you know, if you have a like and we see this a lot. And Kiana may know what I'm talking about. We see this a lot like with like mothers or fathers that are white but are married to a person of color and they have mixed children. Yes. They're like, well, something happened to my kid. It's like, well, a lot of stuff happens to people that look like your kid all the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, why value it once they share DNA with you? It's wild. It's, it's like uh, when um, that when uh, that woman went to Twitter and after oh she God. found out Jose White was mixed, and she said, "Well, now I didn't think it could happen to my son." Wait, what happened? This her exact words were, "She was a white mother with a mixed child." Her exact words were, "I thought my child would be safe because he's part white." 
but now I see that he's not. Once they found out that Dante Wright was mixed. Mm -hmm. wow. When I tell you the amount of disgust, this is why I feel, and I, I, this sounds bad, but I, I feel that some white women do not need children of color. Because to say something so ignorant as that means you are completely clueless about what is going on and what and how society sees your child. Wow. Okay. And, I, I was about to, so I was about to type it, but I can't type as fast as y'all are like moving. So, and I'll edit this out when I post this on Spotify to Apple, but when somebody else is talking, does everybody not mind just muting themselves? Not that I don't want anybody to speak. I just don't want, there's this weird like feedback. I don't know if anybody else hears it. It sounds like T-Pain and Megatron dropped a mixtape. I don't know. <laughs> it's hell for me to mix and have to edit. So <laughs> like I said, I'm all about amplifying everybody's voices, but I just want everybody to be able to be heard and not sound like they're speaking through auto-tune. But anybody else that wanted to kind of share share on this? Because like I said, we just amplifying and we got, X, we might not be able to talk as much. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's okay though. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I just, I but. just really, I just really wanted to, um, cause a lot of folks, you know, will hear us say things and they're just like, oh, you're jumping all over the place. Except we're not really because I'm sorry, it's skipping. My brain's going a mile a minute right now and I forget who said it. But someone else said, um, you know, was talking about how um, horrible things like, you know, the Holocaust are, are things that, um, one of the few like major tragic events that affected <clears throat> uh, a group of people that some people will acknowledge, but some people who who um who look like you know those who suffered don't even believe that. It's when someone who is a member of a group that is or is around people exactly like them that they awesome. actually care. The remember the uh what is it Canon um Canon oh, don't talk about I don't want to talk about that please for the love I'm of God how do you <laughs> how do you gentrify a little white boy like they did that all last summer you know what I'm saying like good and Lord. they caught and they caught the person who did that within 24 hours within 24 hours nigga like 20 minutes <laughs> like they had him bagged and tagged and put it had him in his fresh oranges and everything the only difference is they don't understand that we have to wait like i just brought up ahmaud arbery we had to wait three months for the video to come out and then the da that had this video was like all right jerry well the the negroes are getting mad so you know we got to do something about this like that's what it took you know what and and so it's like I I can I can understand why bringing that up would like upset you greatly, but it's like I have to do a thought experiment because imagine if imagine if uh, instead of you know you know it, uh, black kids it was it was it was white kids for uh, with what happened last week. Man, they'd be storming the, the capital. You wouldn't hear they the end of it. the Capitol again. They would storm the Capitol again. It'd be smelling like powdered mayonnaise and expired Wal and Walgreens coupons out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we already seen what they about. What, what are you talking about? They're going to call Braveheart's cousin. They're probably going to bring Voltron back and everything. <laughs> They're going to revive some of the Decepticons that got killed. Like, don't play with me, dog. We already know how that's going to go. Shoot. Man, uh, they hockey team loses. They turned the town upside down. Like that—that's 
Excellent. That is an excellent point. Po- you hear all the times about us, oh, they're 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 destroying cities, which don't 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 <laughs> attack buildings, but also like cities are not being destroyed. Stop. Um these people literally ride it over sports. They ride it over sports. And sometimes when they won, they ride it over sports. Um, um let, let's pass the mic to some of our sisters. They over there, they they got they got the they got yeah. the they got All the right. what's the word? They got the they got the energy buzz over there. Which one of y'all want the mic? Up, Come on. Wrap up. A lot of what they were saying comes right back to this. Um, so it's like, you know, we're not jumping all over the place. It's all connected in some way, shape, or form. Just take mm-hmm. some critical thinking. Absolutely. What y'all got for me? What y'all got for me? Who won't go? Well, now he said jumping all over the place, and I feel bad for going for backtracking a little bit. Um, it's all connected. I saw a comment saying that uh, Asian and Pacific Islanders have only been uh, have only been dealing with brutality for a year, yet have been endangered for a little over a year over a recent virus. And black people have been endangered from the original virus of this country for over 400 years. I see what you're saying, but that's also wrong. We've had concentration camps here. We, the um, Pacific Islanders have had their homes colonized and their language and culture stolen and outlawed, just like we have. We have had similar struggles. So that type of othering is exactly what the system wants us to do. One second. Hey, you look here. You a you a full you a full time mama taking care of your kingdom. Don't apologize. All good over here. What you got for me, Keith? I would say she is actually one hundred percent right because I don't know if anyone has ever watched. Um, we need to talk about Asian hate by Try Guys. Anybody? Anybody watch it? Okay, I highly recommend after this, watch it. Um, so basically, the whole Asians are a virus, nothing new. Nothing new. Actually, this same tactic was used throughout history multiple times that Asians are a virus. Um, during the civil rights movement, um, Vincent Chen was actually murdered. Um, I think he was mistaken for being... Chinese and he was Japanese. I can't remember too much about it, but during that time, there was the Chinese Exclusion Act, and Black people actually um, took out ads and with their own money and um, wrote how why Asians belong or sh- belong in America, and they fought during the Civil Rights Movement um, for Vincent Chen and the Asian community. So, like the Asian community, they have they have been fighting their history has been erased i will definitely say that the asian community has been going through a lot in america it's just a lot of it is just a lot of things that people just don't know um yeah no this wasn't just over a year and this whole virus thing definitely wasn't something that white america created in a day yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I think the one thing and I get so I know this brother personally. Um, I think what he's trying to say is like when the and I think if we if we can go off of like a scale of like and this is why I don't really like the model minority myth, but we know how white America is. So it's like white men, white women, 
everybody else. But then next, it'd probably be like the Asian American community. You know what I'm saying? So the minute that it seemed like they the heat was being turned up on them a little bit, they were like, ah, oh, well, I'm guarantee I guarantee. And Governor Hogan, if you hear this, I I don't care. Um, I guarantee if it took a couple of people with with influence to push this and be like, hey guys, um, this isn't right. It's just like, okay, so you told us that your ticker isn't broken by pointing out that hate is hate. We didn't need that to be spread across the board. I think that's what, um, like I said, just because I know this brother personally, you know what I'm saying? But for sure. Tyler, you jumped up in here. You all right, brother? You you was just chilling in the comment section. Now, who's going to keep who's gonna keep the public calm down? You're one of my moderators. Um, so everybody <laughs> that doesn't know on screen, this is one of my brothers and business partner from California, um, Tyler um he lives in coachella valley where herpes was invented um <laughs> i said what i said um yeah they had that huge spike when kanye did that concert in the desert they was tripping but he seemed that he wanted to be a part of this conversation appreciate you getting on here brother um and queen jessica over there getting comfortable okay go ahead and smoke your little ciggy or blunt whatever that is all right i ain't mad at you um right about now i need i need a blunt too I'm going to be honest. Like, I was thinking about smoke before I came on, but hey. The kids are going to bed, so, you know, it's time for mama to relax. Hey, hey. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Wear your crown crown up or down, whatever you need to do to get comfortable. We're going to get in some good trouble on this screen. That's okay. Um, Is there anything else that you guys kind of want to touch on in this subject? Um, Or did you guys want to move on to um, some, some more meatiness? Yes, no. Let's move on. I can't tell if you okay, Queen. I couldn't tell when you was holding a cigarette up like that. That was you raising your hand or not. That, I, that's why I like to ask. You know what I'm saying? I like to get my proxies before I move on to the next subject of the friendly neighborhood Negro news. So, um, on the subject of performance, performative activism, I would say, um, where for some odd reason, and I get kind of annoyed with this, and I try to do my best. That's why, okay, so for future reference, and um, especially with this case in which I'm talking about, um, in case you're new to my platform, I never expose black trauma on my platform. Something about getting monetized and exposing black death on my page, I... I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that goes for any mar- marginalized community. I just can't do it. Something seems a bit barbaric about it. It's why I don't watch the NFL, because I don't believe that black men should be bashing their heads and getting CTE just to pay bills. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that. Um, yeah. But so I don't know if anybody else has had this uptick in a sense. And I really want, because I did um, check in on your posts on your TikTok, my sister, um, I did post, I did see your post in which that 
Okay. So, for some odd reason, if Leapfrog was a game, or better yet, Frogger, or let's just call it jumping out the window. For some odd reason, some people don't like to read articles. Um, there was a situation, um, and I didn't really do too much digging. And because she know she probably read the article personally, and it kind of hits close to her home for her. Um, she didn't ask me to bring this up, but I figured I'd give her the space to kind of talk about this subject and everything like that. But Queen Ebony brought up an article in which, like, I think a three-month-old baby got killed or something like that. And the first initial reaction and i'm just gonna pretty much let her take it away from here all right queen the screen is yours um so maybe about 30 minutes for me there was a a shootout and in the process of the shootout a three-month-old um baby was killed i think along with the mother i don't want to get the wrong information out there but the purpose of my post was um the comment section turned into you know blue lives matter and all lives matter versus black lives matter when suspects had not even been determined. People were talking about black on black crime, which does not exist as if they just assumed because of the area in which they live that it was done by black people. Um, but my issue is I literally had a hard time prior to posting and during posting, like I almost cried because I don't understand the weaponization of these traumatic, um, events to fit a narrative like where the lack of compassion from these two groups who claim like all lives matter and cops this you know turned into um comments about but y'all want to defund the police what the excuse me what did that have to do with the police let's start there and then black woman first, first of all, i'm just gonna say this real quick black woman um please don't censor yourself on my channel i mean like <laughs> if you can clean up fine but don't feel bad for talking how you normally talk you understand me like it, it, it was coming look, too i was trying it was coming look man look um, look i'm one look i'm look though i opened up with i'm a christian rapper i believe <laughs> you're supposed to come to the church as you is you know what i'm saying you know i don't expect people to go to a hospital healthy I'm not saying you sick, oh. but please come as you are. Talking your skin, <laughs> talk how you talk on your lives. It's all right. This is we we we're here for unadulterated black expression, minority expression. So please don't water yourself down for anybody else. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I I don't I just had a really hard time with that, and not that I'm not having a hard time with anything else, but even when you guys brought up canon, like I don't understand how someone can take something that is so traumatic to somebody, regardless about what you think of it and like weaponize it to prove a point. Like a baby, a whole baby died. And you, mm -hmm. people took this situation to the point, Kurt Autry, who is one of our news anchors, whom I love to death, he's awesome, had to go through and delete all of the vile comments that were on his post and mm -hmm. do a subsequent one explaining why that's not acceptable. And then he brought up um, you know, a Bible verse that explains the purpose of what Black Lives Matter is and why All Lives Matter is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? I just, to go through and see like the level of disregard for life outside mm -hmm. of the traumatic experiences themselves, whatever they are, having people mock it or justify actions that shouldn't be or weaponize these things is disheartening. Like it's so hard for me to understand. Like I don't get it. Cause no matter what I feel mm -hmm. about something, I would not do that to somebody. Cause I, that's not like a, that's not what decent people do. You know what I mean? 
Oh, trust me. I get that for sure. Because I mean, like, I'm not the biggest fan of this dude, but like when 45 got COVID, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people are like, I hope he dies. I'm like, uh, I can't, I can't do that because I pray to a God that when I get sick, I don't want to be sick. But if somebody was praying for my death and they make it to heaven, I might have some words for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just me personally. But I think like the issue with that is and this is why I said like like Cannon end up getting like gentrified. I didn't realize that you could gentrify a white boy in America. You know what I'm saying? A baby pretty much. But the fact that we use like we pick and choose what's good enough for a martyr one. Two, um we decide to ride that to the heavens, you know what I'm saying? Um and not even know the details. Have we counseled with the hearts? Have we tried to mend the hearts and try to counsel and reconcile with the hearts that are personally impacted by this? And like you said, my sister, it was like 30 minutes away from you, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Um, and for for the mom for the mamas, like I said, y'all got children on here. I would rather hear for you guys first. I mean, once hearing this information and everything like that, what are your thoughts on this? Even if you don't know the story personally, um, I'm going to assume since you're both all women of color, your kids probably have some type of color in them and everything like that. But hearing this, um, hearing this information, everything like that, that my sister shared, um, how does this make you feel and everything like that? Either one of y'all can go first. Um, it's upsetting. It's extremely upsetting. I think that children are the most precious because they're so pure. And I, that's why I said I'm very strong about the youth because they are our future. And I, it's so disheartening. Like, I wouldn't want anyone to ever do that to my child. And I believe that babies are off limits. Like, not even babies. Like, death and in general. Just off limits. Like, you know, have some respect. Like, that's that's someone's family. Like, that's someone's mother. That's someone's daughter. Like, have some respect. And that's a lot of reasons why, like, TikTok is so hard for me. Because it's just, man, like even some of the people who are on our side, like sometimes they get carried away in wanting to do certain things. Like some things just aren't debatable. And I believe that death isn't debatable. You either, if you don't agree that their death, um, like they were murdered or whatever the case may be, then I'm not gonna have a conversation with you. That's where our conversation ends. I'm not gonna keep going back and forth about why their death mattered. I'm, I'm not. Um, yeah, death to me is off limits. Uh, what you got for me, Queen Jess? Um, for me, it was it's the canon thing was extremely infuriating because I have two sons that present as black, and I have a daughter that presents as white. And so I was reading these posts and everything all over Facebook and everything, and my first thought is, hold on, so. If something were to happen to my sons, y'all are going to treat them like Trayvon Martin and Tamir Rice. Y'all are just going to say that they should have complied. They should have done this. Y'all are going to look up their school records, their criminal records, if they're an adult and everything like that. But if something were to happen to my daughter, mm. y'all are going to use it to push a disgusting narrative mm. saying, well, where's BLM now? We right here. That was That was messed up. But he was caught. So why would there be why would there be protests? He was caught using a child just because he was white to push that narrative. It was infuriating to me. I was I was super angry 
And it still makes me angry, to be honest, especially with how people are treating the Micaiah Bryant situation on top of it. I think for this, in this situation, I think the one thing that like, and I really felt for my sister, we didn't get a chance to really talk about this earlier, was they didn't even read. <laughs> like everybody, why is it that we have smartphones? We have literal computers in our hands. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's worried about this doggone virus being the mark of the beast. Um, you have a little hard drive right here, right? It's called a smartphone. The vaccine. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of dumb people holding smartphones. I don't know how that works. Maybe they should have ate Smarties and you know did their hooked on phonics when they were younger. I don't know. But the fact the fact that like nobody took the time to read and people were like even uh, I didn't get a chance to check her post itself, but like apparently people were even in like her TikTok that were like getting crazy. That's why like I was like I'd rather get the the mom's perspective about this first because I mean like it like you had just said if it had been like one of your children. Whether they looked like the two of, I think you said both your sons, um, they're black presenting, and and then like as far as like white presenting, you probably you know that you would have gotten two different reactions. I think that's heartbreaking to just have that knowledge and that just to know that to be what it is like in this world just because of what we see. Um, anybody else have any other thoughts? So I want to I want to bring up something really quick. I'm sorry. So I made a post. Okay, okay. So let, let me let me let me do this oh. real quick. Um, right. this is gonna be the this is gonna be the last time you apologize on my podcast. Oh. Please stop apologizing. I'm like it's you are happens. just you are just fine. Like you're doing you're really like you were super nervous before we got started. You were killing it. Don't apologize. And then you're about to apologize for apologizing. So don't apologize because then you're gonna have to apologize for apologizing. Stop apologizing. We good around here, my sister. This may be my okay. podcast, but this is our space. All good. Go ahead and talk, Queen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so I had made a post um, when Ashley Babbitt was shot during the insurrection. And I said, you know, if you're making, I saw a lot of jokes going around about it and stuff. So I said, if you're making jokes about her death, you're disgusting. Um, because I feel like, wow, do I feel sorry for her? I do not. Um, I do feel sorry for her family, especially ones that didn't think and feel the way she did. And I think that's what people lose sight of. Like, there's no point that I have to try so hard to prove that it's going to be okay for me to weaponize somebody's death, even if they were dumb and got themselves killed. Like, I just, I don't understand. Then when you take these kids and build these narratives to prove a point, it's just disgusting. And I mean, people were coming at me. Who's Ashley? She's the one that got shot during the insurrection. Oh, that woman that got pimp slapped by a bullet. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, here's yes, my that thing. Lady, that um, lady. The, the, the <laughs> thing that made me so, I said it just like that. Okay, look, look here. Okay. The thing I, I could not stand with that was the fact that, and I caught a lot of flack and it got to a point where I was just dropping headbutt a knife in every comment on my TikToks because they gentrified the say her name hashtag. For that and i was just like look y'all um this is just me like my dog let me show y'all my dog one more time okay let me put this my dog is super sweet right everybody see him it's a cute little dog right here you know what i'm saying if i i do this thing with my dog that i like to pick on him sometimes because you know dogs they like to sit underneath you while you eat i hate that so i did this during quarantine because i was bored and i'm single don't judge me 
if you do judge me, I mean, you're rude, but I got tired of him sitting underneath me. So I was like, you know what, for the black folks that have seen life and for the white folks that have seen life, I was like that big old ogre dude that was like, maybe I ought to eat your cornbread. And my dog was like, Ayo, son, you better back up off me or you're going to get bit. Now, if I proceeded, if I proceeded and warnings were given, and if my dog, my dog is, okay, he bit me one time, nipped my finger, and that was because I had peanut butter on my finger, but that's besides the point. But I can't hold him to a counter, uh, uh, an accountability standard of holding malice because he let me know, don't do that. Sh-. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not even that. Yo, you were already breaking the, you broke the law three times. And then they were like, okay, don't, okay, don't cross this threshold. Okay, don't go in that hallway. Okay, don't go in that room. Like, she got pimp slapped by a woman. I'm sorry to say what I said. I mean, I don't feel, I don't feel sorry for her in the least bit, but I'm also not going to use her death to prove a point because if I have to do that, then what point am I actually trying to prove? Mm hmm. Um, here's the thing for me that I, I really realize about Black Lives Matter, which I, I wear proudly, you know, Black Lives Matter. Make America arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Yep. Um, here's the thing, though, right? The fact that the word black is in it is a problem for people, right? People have no problem with saying all lives matter, white lives matter, blue lives matter. When it's black lives matter, it's a problem, right? And I'm just like, okay, that kind of proves that you're racist. What the hell is a blue life? I mean, I don't know. I mean, people come up with stupid people come up with stupid statements all the time. But what I'm trying to say is it's the the problem because Sonic the Hedgehog? (laughs) Yeah. Hold on. I had I had a sully (laughs) keychain. I'm gonna go find it. Um Um, blue dabu d dabu dot that's a blue light. Smurf? Yeah. Listen, listen. I mean, I mean, I I can't clock out of being black. You feel me? Like I just that too itself yeah. is an insult. It's like I would. Oh my gosh! Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that we all need to understand. When people say all lives matter, whether they realize they're being racist or not, they're being racist. Okay? Because the fact that you have to have such a problem with black lives mattering that you have to say, well, all lives matter. It's like me, and I use this analogy all the time. It's like if my house caught on fire, right? My house is burning down. I run across the street to my neighbor's house and I'm like pounding on the door. They don't answer the door and they're like, and I'm like, hey, hey, my house is burning down. Call 911. I'm freaking out, right? Because my house is being destroyed. They look at my house burning down and they look at me and say, well, all houses matter and slam the door in my face. That's what they do. Like, like, you know, like, like, the fact that you see our people being killed by cops, the fact that we used to be lynched, you know what I mean, by church folk, by white church folk, right? And they were smiling, taking pictures with the with the body hanging, right? All these things, like, the fact that people really want to ignore or even, like, they don't give a, they don't give a shit about what we go through shows the fact that they, they you don't really you care about all lives. Ebony. See, Ebony, you could be comfortable on my podcast because, you know, he just dropping bomb. Okay, brother. I mean, way to listen, set the standards. Go up. ahead. <laughs> listen, listen I'm, I'm, I'm making a point here that the fact, the, the only part of Black Lives Matter that you have a problem with is the fact that we say black. Okay? And it makes you so uncomfortable, the fact that your white insanity, I don't say supremacy anymore because white people ain't supreme. White insanity is being threatened in this country that you have to be like, all lives matter, all lives matter. 
when all we're trying to do is fight against police brutality, fight against these senseless killings of black, brown, minority folks. That's all we're trying to do, okay? The organization, I don't have anything to do with the organization, okay? The organization, I don't like it. I don't say shit. I don't, don't do associate myself black, okay? with it. Oh, my bad. My mic wasn't muted. My bad. Whoops, whoops. <laughs> I said that out loud. My bad. I'm talking yeah, when the pastor but... was preaching. <laughs> but listen, listen. I don't represent the organization. I represent the sentiment of Black Lives Mattering. And if you have a problem with that, it shows that you're racist and that you have the problem. I don't. Okay? That's what it comes down to. I agree. I so agree. Also, too, like with, and I hate to bring up Asians, but with the whole, um, you know, like stop Asian hate and stuff, during this time, everyone was hashtagging Asian Lives Matter. And I'm like, so it's acceptable to say Asian lives matter, but like black lives can't matter at the same time. Like saying black, no one can say it, but if it's acceptable, if we say Asian lives matter, and that was the hashtag until the Asian community, obviously they took the feedback from the black community and they came with their own slogan, but it's just like, everything's acceptable. I agree. Everything's acceptable, but the word black, it's the word black. This is wild. It's just off the chain. What no, you of course. hold on real quick, brother Baptist? Are you going to behave yourself on this live stream, sir? I got to ask that question first. I'm going to keep it 100. I'd rather be exactly who you who you guys expect me to be rather than try and change who I am. Okay, I understand that, but I'm just saying you're going to behave yourself because you kind of we kind of hot and heated today. So this is my I'll brother sure Baptist. To... Hold on, I'm just going to introduce you to the because I mm -hmm. this is we're getting the audio version. So this is my brother Baptist. Okay. He was in. He just got out of the military, what, a month or so ago, if I'm not mistaken? Just, just Baptist, about. About Marines. So he's finally growing his hair out. I'm trying to teach him how to, like, are you wearing a Patriot shirt? Stand up real quick. I got to examine you real quick. Just a plain black shirt. Good for you. All right. Because you came up in here looking like the black Kurt Angle too many times. I got sick of it. But share your thoughts. All I'm asking is please, 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 please behave yourself because what is said on here is going to be rebuttaled on here. That's all I got to say. So share oh. your thoughts, my brother. Well, I'll be sure to be gracious and loving towards my fellow brothers here, brothers and sisters here on this particular live stream. That much I that much I do promise you. So I definitely want to firmly agree with Brother Tyler and the idea that just because we say Black Lives Matter, the idea that somehow people having a people having necessarily a problem or people saying that if we're racist because we say all lives matter, I will certainly have to firmly disagree because the many people that I have been surrounded oh, by. What's there to disagree about? Well, it's, so, it's much more so the fact that the people I've been surrounded by that affirm all lives matter have only shown the same grace and love and mercy and certainly compassion and concern for my own well-being. So I find it difficult to say that just because people say all lives matter, somehow they're racist. So that's the reason why I must certainly disagree with the idea or the sentiment that saying all lives matter is a racist mentality or people have a problem necessarily with saying black lives matter. Of course, rightfully so, as a Bible-believing Christian and most certainly a more reformed Baptist, I would certainly affirm that indeed the lives of black Americans, myself included, are certainly important to God and we need to do all we can to reach out to them, which is why I, had, which is why I firmly agreed with you, uh, Brother Casper, and when your church was not necessarily too keen on reaching out to the community when there was a whole lot of racial tension or difficulty with race relations, this is why I firmly agreed with you that your church essentially failed you on that part. 
because they were not willing to actually do what it took to pray with the community, to really weep or mourn with the community. And of course, being really strong on evangel evangelizing in that regard, they weren't exactly keen on trying to point people that much more to our need for having Christ and his love and mercy, his grace, his gospel, really take over our hearts and minds so that we can focus on reconciliation, we can focus on more definitive outlined progress for the sake of, for the sake of peace and the sake of a more perfect union in that particular community. So I will firmly stand with you on that. And the idea that people want to suddenly just hashtag Asian Lives Matter or White Lives Matter, I would say the reason why we take that- Oh, I better not see no damn White Lives Matter. We already knew that. Oh, <laughs> there was right. a like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Did there you is? see the White Lives uh, protest? The White Lives Matter protest? <laughs> that no one showed up Yes, they did. I swear to God, yes, they did. It was several. They had a White Lives Matter protest. No, you lying. No, no. Send it was it to me. Eat. I swear to God. Swear and no one showed up. <laughs> they oh, had one here in up. my state. People showed up. Yeah, they had one here in my state. On a nigga, what? Yeah, White Lives Matter protests. What? Yes, we already knew that. What the hell? Yes, three minutes away from me in Pewaukee, they had one. Oh, oh my gosh! Listen, okay, let me let me make this clear. Wait, 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 wait. Let me reset the room. All right. Oh, Black America, Black America. All right. Let's read that. Look, I said that we could we could freestyle, but let we gotta let everybody spit a verse at the same time. You know what I'm saying? You know, individually, and it sounds crazy in my ears. So let's just reset the room real quick. Kiana, you said you had something else to um kind of add to the I just wanted to say to his term when he um Sorry, I forgot your name. Um, His name is Baptist. We call him Baptist. Baptist. Yeah. Okay. So um, would you say, because my family also believes all lives matter, but I would break it down to, would you think that they would still value your life if they didn't know you? Would your life still have meaning to them if they didn't actually personally know you? That would be my question for you. I cannot, I cannot speak to that. So I wouldn't have to answer that. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. And that's what worries me. That's why I say when people say all lives matter, it's like, but do they? Because if you don't personally know them, do you care about their life? Do you have, does it have any value to you? Because the people who are saying all lives matter, they're not marching in the streets. They're not demanding justice. Mm. Because all lives matter is not a movement. All it is is saying all lives matter. Okay. Well, one, thing I wanna, one thing I want to, one thing I, I had unmuted myself. I'm getting frustrated. My hair's all over the place. My dog is now he's asleep again. This is what happens when you have a 14 year old dog and it rains. Anyway, but um, so Baptist, I'll put it this way for you. Um, October, we all wear pink. Why do we all wear pink? Breast cancer. Okay, cool. How come nobody says, but we should have awareness for all cancer? That's a good question. That's honestly, is a good question to ask. Okay, so and when when Boston got bombed years ago, when we said Boston strong, how come we didn't say all America is strong? I would assume that's primarily because of the fact that the vast community has suffered from the bombing itself. Okay, then. So now, 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 now listen where I take this. Okay, so. When a community 
or a marginalized group has been, we'll take it, well, actually, black the black community has been bombed, but we'll talk about that another day. But when a community is in need of help, we draw attention to that community. That doesn't mean the rest of the communities don't matter. Obviously, we know all cancers matter, but we're focusing on this one right now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when I try to under, what I try to get you to understand, and especially in this space, when you say all lives matter, when somebody's saying Black lives matter, and if you get married one day, you know what I'm saying? Um, your wife's gonna ask you one day, "Baby, do you love me?" Why? Because women do that, and I know that sounded rude to say misogynistic, but women do that. You're not gonna say, "Baby, I, I love everybody." You know what I'm saying? That's gonna get you smacked and sleep, sleeping on the couch, like. You know why? Because they don't. She doesn't want to hear the generalization. She wants to know the person. The the per. It wants it. She wants it to be more personable and not impersonable. Same thing with the community. You know, the black community has not felt valued and loved as a whole by this country. So when we're asking, when we're saying Black Lives Matter, it's more like we have to. It's almost like a question. Black Lives Matter. But when you say all lives matter, you're basically saying you don't want to take the time and energy to focus on this issue right now. And just like what Key says, I never see any of these folk that be staying outside of clinics talk about we're pro-life, but then justifying why Tamir Rice got killed. Like it just you, you're not going to it just it does, you're not going to win that battle, unfortunately, because if all lives really mattered, then they'd be going even harder than we would in the street. For everything everything and i literally mean like a kids are dropping dead from zika virus you know what i'm saying like everything if that was true by all means i would certainly agree with uh, at least perhaps at least partially agree with you on that particular point the main reason i would definitely say that to the idea that to the idea that yes Indeed, we do want to affirm rightfully so that black American, well, black lives everywhere, but of course, since we're particularly here in America, that black American lives certainly matter. And we need to do everything we possibly can to help that community. The difficulty, I think, is that a lot of people also have, well, I'm not going to speak to necessarily why they may have their own reasons for supporting it, being against it, whatever the case may be. For me personally, the reason why I have difficulty with the slogan necessarily is because it's so closely tied to the organization that's already made it clear that they essentially do tend to reject biblical frame, the biblical worldview. And I have primarily that, and allow me to respond because I, I understand it's your program, and I'm not gonna try and I'm not gonna try and take over. Tread lightly, <laughs> black man, because I have the, I have the boot button on my screen. They don't have got, it, but that. I got the boot button. You understand me? I got I control, that. alt, right, delete on my on my keyboard. But go ahead, brother. Go ahead. <laughs> what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is, for me personally, the reason why I have a difficulty, the reason why I may not necessarily be as readily or ready to necessarily say the slogan "All Excuse Me, Black Lives Matter." is because the organization has already made it clear that it most certainly is against the Christian worldview. I've seen videos of Bible-believing Christians going out and trying to reach the community with the gospel for the sake of love, for the sake of reconciliation and peace. And this, and unfortunately, these, these Christians tend to get booted out, get to get mistreated, tend to get called all kind of crazy names. Because they're not and yet really they're Christians. Baptists, I'd be hitting these streets. 
Nigga, I'm in Baltimore more than anybody in my city. I never see any people out there, and I mean really doing the work. A lot of people like to talk the gospel but don't want to live it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I'll say it like this. Um, somebody that, somebody that, how do I put this delicately? Well, the thing is, Casper, hmm. I'm right there with you. I want to reach the community, want to always be involved with the community, with, of course, showing the love of Christ and demonstrating that. The difficulty is that the Christians that do tend to go out there, at least with the videos that I have seen, I don't know the extent to their involvement with the community. What I have seen is that when the gospel is brought forward, to these communities for the sake of peace, for the sake of reaching them, for the sake of showing Christ and his grace. These people, the very group of Black Lives Matter supporters tend to be very hostile to them in the general sense of the term and say, there's no room for your Christian God. There's no room for any of that absolutely Baptist, here. Baptist, I, I got to cut oh, you off, I got this, I got this Tyler, because I'm, I'm going to make this quick. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to say this. If we are going to hold, and I want to say this, because this is where I don't think you understand. And I'm about to I'm about to send you to bed, bud, because I want you to understand this. If we're going to hold the lowest common denominator for the standard for all people, but we don't do the same to our white counterparts, that is the mindset of the oppressor. So because I want to keep this program going along and we kind of want to just get this conversation going, brother, I will hit you up afterwards. But for the sake of this program and my mental health, like I said, and your feelings, because I love you, brother. I'm going to have to say goodnight to you, my brother. All right. Y'all take care. All right, then. Thank you. God bless you. All righty, then. Cool. All right. Because I, I don't look I, my bad, y'all. He Hey, hey, look here. Look, hey, he pays. Hey, I told y'all. Hey. You pay, you pay, you could stay. But if I get annoyed of you enough, then yeah. But my bad, my bad, y'all. No, no, like I, I, I get you, brother. And and here's the thing that I was gonna say to him, right? So if we're gonna hold to his statement of, well, we don't black lives matter, all these people doing this, this and that, right? Well, then we shouldn't be Christians either, right? Because Christianity has a long history of racism, and people call themselves Christians and we're racist. Look at the people that brought Africans here to America to do free labor. Well, they were they call themselves Christians. Yeah, same thing. They call themselves Christians, yeah. right? But yet they kill, slaughter, torture, rape. All these people. quick. Ebony over here about to jump through the screen like the Fat Albert movie. And I'm not calling you fat, but just that's the closest thing I can think of of black people jumping through screens. What you got for me, sister? You about to jump out your desk chair. <laughs> no, I, I, I was trying so hard not to unmute myself. I just, I want to say that. Because before, <laughs> I can't even, I was like over here hot for a minute. I was like, what? I, so I'm still reeling from that, but agreeing with him now wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, all right. So, all right. So one thing that I definitely want to, my bad, y'all, like I said, I, I tell people, if you can actually be, what's the word, productive in this conversation, please join. But for the sake of gaslighting, or not for so much sake of gaslighting, we're not going to do gaslighting on here. You know, you want to get stupid in the comment section, that's cool. But unless you're going to actually say something that's productive, we're going to end up, I'm just going to end up control alt right deleting you out of there. And yes, that's going to be a t-shirt on my website, so don't ask questions. It's going to be up there um, Friday night. But anyway, so kind of on the subject... And I think this just needs to really be broken down. I'm going to break this into an individual clip when I upload this on YouTube. And I might break this up. And either one of y'all are welcome to it on posting on any of y'all platforms. But we need to discuss something that always seems to be a counter argument for people that look. Is, what the hell is my dog doing? Are you okay? 
all right. It was weird. He started nothing. Don't worry about me. He just he's like it's like a having a child in a sense, even though I don't claim him as my son, because if my kid looks like that, that means that my genes are jacked up anyway. Um, but <laughs> black on black crime. Let's talk about it for a second. Um, can we just like can we if we all can agree? And I think that this will be this will be teachable because I think we seem to be just from the temperature in the room. We all seem to be. I don't want to say smart, because then that means everybody else that hasn't been talking about how we're talking is stupid. But I think we can all agree that that's a myth, right? We're just consciously aware, yeah. I would say. It's a nicer way. Okay, cool. So I think that this will be because I like to I like to encourage, edify and inspire people on here. So for anti-racist, this is going to be something that I would like people to use in the future. So I think it'd be really, really good to kind of take the time to just take that apart real quick. So anybody can go first. Um, Please explain why black on black crime is a myth. Anybody can go first. I'll go. Um, first of all, it's proximity crime. Black, we don't kill, black people don't kill black people because they're black. Um, and the fact that there is a higher rate of crime in black communities is A, because they're over-policed and B, because they were put, they were pushed into poverty due to systemic oppression. So it all comes down to the oppressive system that has placed us into poverty that has made proximity crime in black communities such an issue. And regardless, it's still not a cop abusing their power or not having enough training and murdering us without due process. They are supposed to uphold the law, not be the law. And another thing I want to add to that, there's a scenario I like to give, um, and for all the mothers on here, and for the brothers that don't have kids yet and will probably have kids in the future, but I like to use this analogy or this metaphor when it talks about over-policing in our communities. So all the women that have children, you know what I'm saying? All y'all got children on, on screen? Okay, so if something happens with one of your kids, say if, I don't know, you got it, okay, you both of you got everybody has multiple kids i assume out of the mothers on screen okay so say if your kids get in a fight say if one of your kids falls say if something happens in which you need to intervene the process of you intervening or being able to intervene is going to be determined by proximity meaning like say if somebody else is watching your kids say if you're downstairs you understand me or say that you're just you're just doing something else so I always tell people, if mom and dad is always sitting outside or right near us and hovering over us as we're just living our everyday lives, it's not going to take long for them to step in. But then the issue is, now say if if you had more kids. Now, I know some families, like for instance, my grandmother, God rest her soul, 12 brothers and sisters. A lot of brothers and sisters, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was about our grandparents. They was freaky. They was nasty. They believed in love. I don't know. They was just, anyway. Um, <laughs> But it's funny that when you have so many people, but only two type, so many, like, I would say supervisors, 
so many people either get glossed over, not by intention, but just because of the fact that you have limited amount of supervisors amount a whole bunch of people that are subordinates. So I say, you're never going to know when Timmy smacked his mom with an Xbox controller because you just because you're spending too much time to see if Jamal's about to flick his black and mild into the grass. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that makes any sense. No, no, it does. Makes, makes total sense. Um, I, like I'll say debunk, I like to debunk that whole, will we commit more crimes? No, y'all just catch us faster because you watch us more. That's what it is. Right. And, and I'll say this, I'll say this, Casper, that um, black people, we're the only ones that get that label of black on black crime. You never hear white on white crime, uh, Asian on Asian crime, Mexican. You hear black on black crime, and that right there is racist in of itself. And not only that, but we've been set up for quote unquote black on black crime, right? Y'all ever seen the movie Django? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming everyone's here seen Django. Uh, if you haven't, go watch it. But, um, Remember the scenes where, where the slave master had the two black dudes basically killing each other and then they had to, one had to kill the other and all that kind of stuff, deathmatch? Yeah, that really happened. And it's like the slave masters have programmed black people to hate each other, for us mm. to hate each other. Um, we've been programmed to think that black is not beautiful. We've been programmed to think the neg all the negative stereotypes about black people, like that's what we've been set up to believe, right? So it's like, you know, you put us in the hood because of, you know, real estate and all this stuff, right? You put us in the hood, put us in the projects, you put drugs, you put alcohol in the hood, right? And you expect us not to sell when we can't get normal jobs, right? So it's like all this stuff in black neighborhoods has been set up. You know, all the negative, all the negative stuff in black America has been set up, you know? And not only that, but through entertainment too. You know, uh, rap music, you know what I mean? I, I love hip hop. Hip hop is a big part of my life. But at the same time, there's a lot of things in hip hop that has brainwashed the youth, brainwashed all these people to think, oh, it's cool to shoot people. Oh, it's cool to, to sell drugs. Oh, it's cool to do this, it's cool to do that. And it's, it's, it's set up for us to fail. The system is set up for us to fail. So yes, black on black crime is a myth, okay? And it's racist. So yeah, we need to totally just Get that out of here. Black on black crime is non-existent. Okay. And I want Key to jump in on this because there was a little white girl that I completely debunked and she hasn't responded back to me. And I invited her not on this episode, but another episode because she's one of those Bible thumping Christians, but acts more American than Christian. But she knows what I'm talking about. Um, this little white girl that talked about the little seven, I think it was the seven-year-old that got killed in your um in your state. Um, if you want to add a little bit to this black on black crime bull crap, um Feel free to share your thoughts. I know you look flush. You look all flustered. You're doing good. You're doing well. Okay, You're doing well. Because no, she really did make me extremely upset. And a lot of people make me upset when they bring up Chicago and gun violence without even knowing anything about Chicago in itself. And that oh, it just makes me so mad. Okay. Like our mayor has done nothing but shit on us. Like shit on us. She is a whole black woman that does nothing for black people. She puts $1.8 billion into police, but can't find a single dollar to put into education. Can't put a single dollar into any of these organizations. Actually, the black youth in Chicago has alternatives to 
um, gun violence. There's a whole organization called Good Kids Mad City who are literally doing the work. They have like pledges that they do. They're trying to get involved and like talk to the youth and figure out different like um, like things that they can get involved with. And it's like she doesn't she doesn't even hear them. They get on these conferences um, where they speak to her and she rolls her eyes and she just like she does mm. not care. She showed up at like um it was like a book club um a bookstore and she went out the back door. Because people were like coming up to her and calling her out. And she went out the back door and left in her little limo. Like she just does not care about the black community. So it's a very frustrating. A limo? Yeah, she had like a an limo? entourage. Like it was like some type of car. It was like a long car. I want to say it was a limo. I don't know my cars, but it looked like a limo to me. Um, and it really frustrates me, especially when like white children have anything to say about anything when it comes to black on black crime. When they obviously don't know anything and it it just it sends me to the roof that's why i told her i'm like if you want to open your mouth here's here's some organizations here's some information um you seem like you're so strong and so passionate about it let me see you actually contribute let me see you actually solve the problem that you claim um you know the answers to and it's just i get really frustrated i don't have the patience for it and um now the only way I respond is, okay, you so passionate about it? Here you go. Here's here's some resources. Go ahead, share it. You know. Mayor Lightfoot is that what is that um the name of your um... Lori? Yes, Lori Lightfoot. That's a real last name. Oh God. Yes, Lori Lightfoot. That's kind of an ill last name. Like I mean, kind of. I don't know. Native American. <laughs> oh, no, I, I had a I teacher got, in elementary on, school. On real quick, on real quick, because we got, we got, we got one of the, the got one of my new uncles in here, one of the new <laughs> patrons. Hey, I gotta talk about you. I love this brother. First off, Thank these you, two, um, there's they bless me so much. I end up talking to them, not even kidding, till one o'clock in the morning. Met them through the internet, just like I met you guys. You know what I'm saying? Mama told me not to talk to strangers. I didn't listen, but Rudy. What about this subject made you want to jump in my podcast? You told me you would never show up on camera. So what you got for me, Rudy, up in Brooklyn, New York? <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that uh, movie with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, True Lies? I lied. <laughs> <laughs> what you got for me, brother? What you got for me? Even though we're staring at, it looks like a, it could either be a ceiling, a ceiling light or... That's that's oh, my psychedelic feel, you know, my little psychedelic background. <laughs> right. It looks like a it looks like a never mind. There's there's babies um, on here. Continue, brother. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there I am. Um, I was looking at Lightfoot, just going on her real quick. Um, after that young man, uh, Toledo got shot, uh, she came up with the idea that um somehow in order to reduce police shooting of unarmed people. Not to have the the police will have to now call into a supervisor, or to um, make a judgment call before. Black man, can I see your beautiful face? Come on, brother. This is the Thank like you. don't don't hide from America. Let us know what you look like, brother. <laughs> America's most wanted. <laughs> oh, good God! <laughs> but uh, she wants to propose the idea that before an officer enters a uh, foot pursuit of any kind that he or she have to make a judgment call if it's worth pursuing the person, such as if an officer witnessed a person having their 
pocketbook snatched from them if it's worth chasing them because it could wind up where the officer may have no choice but to pull their weapon on a person who's just running away with a pocketbook. It doesn't solve the problem. The problem is officers have seen black people as non-human. It goes back to that. Um, I was listening the other night where someone had mentioned, um, I think it was on another podcast where someone in 2002, white people still said, oh wait, do black people have tails? I thought that was done away with since the Vietnam War. I'm like, are you kidding me? So if you don't I believe- mind me asking, if you don't mind me asking you, brother Rudy, how how long have you been blessing the earth as one of God's <laughs> God's soldiers? If you don't mind answering that question, actually, fifty years, actually. 50, 50 man. See, see, America, this is what happens when you drink water and mind your business. You understand me? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I say this every episode. Black people don't age in dog years. You know what I'm saying? Amen. I don't know what it is that y'all be looking like um knockoff pocketbooks after like age of 40. But uh go ahead, brother. <laughs> Continue. I'm going for the Moses look. <laughs> oh man. But um, I think that's what it is, and because um police officers have been given it goes back to the system. I blame the judges because I spoke on this uh, last year on another platform. Um, working in the hospital as um, in the emergency room and then actually working with police officers as an EMT, I got to see firsthand how much power that officers can abuse. And let me just give you really, really quick. My first day as an EMT uh, trainee working in Brooklyn, we were called to a call. That's what we call it. And it was two drunks who could not get up from our doorway of a business. So the police were already called. So I'm trying to persuade these two drunk men to get up. My partners are. PD shows up. Right away, they speak to one of my senior guys. And my senior guy tell me, hey, Rudy, just move out the way and just watch this. I'm like, okay. He grabs the one guy. He's like, hey, you get up. Get up. So the guys, they're both intoxicated. So their legs are not working. Their brain is not catching up to their motor skills. So this black officer, he grabbed one guy, put on his gloves, and it's like you're watching, uh-oh, here it comes in the making. He grabs this one guy and throws him, literally throws him into the ambulance. And my um, senior guy said, don't worry. If he gets hurt, we're EMTs. We could fix that. So the other drunk guy saw what happened. He's scrambling to get up, but he can't get up fast enough because he's severely intoxicated. And the other officer comes over, grabs him up by the collar, lifts him almost literally off his feet. And also he, he gets walked in into the ambulance because now the guy catches his, his feet to the ground. My whole point is this, and I learned this even as an EMT when I needed police assistance. The saying is the EMTs are the brains. The firefighters are the muscle. But when I need that pit bull, I call PD because indiscriminately they will go after mm. whoever. And if your skin is black, it's 10 times worse no matter what you say or maybe mm. how far you say it. You need to have another, another officer there who will calm down his partner and say, hey, 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 hold on, I got this. But if you're there one-on-one, what I learned, because my um, I have two uncles who are attorneys, don't try to win the fight with the officer. He's trained to do one thing, to give you a ticket or to bring you in. If you're fighting in court, yes, it's an inconvenience to you and I to take a day off, 
and paid $250 or whatever, but that's a lot cheaper than paying for a casket. Mm. So my advice, I always tell people, do not try to win the, the mouth battle with the officer. He's programmed to do one thing. Mm. And also, if you're driving at night and you're approached by a police officer, turn on your interior light. Make it safer for him in his brain and more safe for you. I think the thing that's upsetting about this, and I know what you're saying, I think the mm -hmm. thing that's upsetting, and I kind of see my sister um, Key getting a little emotional about it, is mm -hmm. um, we always get these... <clears throat> We have this militant ways of having to survive in this country. And yeah. I think that's where it becomes like exhausting, if that makes sense, yeah. brother Rudy. Yeah, and, and I, and I, and I know you're not, I know you're not like trying to like make this to be more, what can we do? But yeah. it's almost just speaking more to the problem. Like, yo, this, like, it, I, I shouldn't like, all right. So I'm gonna tell everybody on screen. I've said this before on, on a couple of podcasts, but I had to learn what it meant to be black at five years old. Why? Because I was whistling around my uncle and my uncle said, don't whistle around white folks because of your cousin Emmett Till. Yes. You me? Yes. And I'm now, no, though we ain't related, but unfortunately when it comes to black death and I'm saying this for everybody that's going to be watching this in the future, you know, unfortunately, and it, it's really dehumanizing that this is a reality for us, but yeah. these names end up becoming like bookmarks. Yeah for us like oh don't do this because of look in this year in this in this instance this happened you know what i'm saying um and that's just unfortunate that that's that's a thing dog like it's just yeah it just sucks it is uh, I'm it, sorry um I'm, I'm sorry who's gonna speak i apologize oh no i just i wasn't sure if you were done so i wanted to make sure you were finished first yeah, yeah i was gonna say uh it's very unfortunate um i was was a big public enemy fa uh, fan back in the nineties, and like I can't imagine you listening to Public Enemy, Unc. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> and your wife just joined in too. That's hilarious. Aunt, Auntie and Uncle Uncle Moore just joined in here. <laughs> oh, Where y'all just hiding in separate rooms? See, this is what I want to be like when I get married. I mean, like my <laughs> wife don't got to look. My wife don't. I'm serious. Like y'all join a podcast and go in two different rooms. This is amazing. I'm not even kidding with all this family on here. Um, before we, before I have you carry on, um, and just because it would be a disjustice, but um, Sister Key, when um, when my uncle Rudy was talking just now, you, were, I just couldn't help but notice because I have monitors. So though nobody else can see, you, I just, I mean, like if you feel compelled um, to share, but like what's going on through your head right now as he was like kind of talking and sharing that. Like it is extremely traumatizing for our youth mm -hmm. right now. And I think to tell them to do this or do that, like there's no scenario you could possibly there's nothing you could really do with police because you don't know how they're going to react. You can comply and do everything that you're told but you could still end up dead and i think it's i i don't like the idea of telling people that they need to act a certain way around police because no matter how you act you still have the possibility of ending up dead it has nothing to do with the way you reacted it has everything to do with how the officer reacted to the situation and the thing about lori life it is yeah she says all these things and that's how she got people was that's how she got us originally was she says all these things and it sounds nice, but her, her actions tell otherwise. When Adam Toledo was shot and all these things happened, she put more money into the police 
So it's like, yeah, you keep saying that police are doing, there's a problem here, but the money's still going into the police. You're not doing anything to to deal with the violence in Chicago. You're not doing anything to implicate um, like gun change or anything like that, like, you know, crime preventative action. She's not doing any of that. And when the youth is telling you, hey, you know, we have alternatives and we're, they're getting on Zoom calls. They're trying to have these conversations and you're not trying to hear it. And the only thing you want to do is fund the police even more. Like our COVID relief fund went into police. It's and then and then what did she do? The traffic cams. She put traffic cams everywhere to um, to help with like, you know, during COVID and stuff um, with like, you know, tax all that stuff. She put traffic cams and it's like she made millions from it and i understand why she did it but it's like really during covid when people are struggling people are facing evictions we have so many like links and stuff just to help people out to not get evicted and the only thing you could think of is put money toward police and put in speeding cams to make money off of people no i don't believe anything lori lightfoot says because her actions tell otherwise and she is extremely problematic and we want her out. Um, yeah, I, I know when it comes to Lori Life, but like she's 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 a horrible person. I'm sorry, but she's she's not a good person at all. Now, don't don't apologize. Like I said, you know, I'm big on. And I, I, first off, can I just say I'm happy that you guys are kind of letting loose. Look at look at my sister Ebony slouching a little bit. She's like, you know what? This is actually all right. No, I was super nervous. Like. Sister Jessica, like, I don't even know this brother, but he sounds funny. I think I'm gonna hop on screen with him. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm overjoyed that the fact that you guys are even like sharing your stories and sharing your experiences, because like I said, you know, the black experience is not a monolithic experience. So um, I just, I just want to say thank you for you guys sharing your truth and everything during this time. Um, and this is the kind of, this is going to be like my closing segment. But I'm also really happy that my aunt and my uncle are here because they're going to have some good advice for us. Um, so as people of color, we, you know, we struggle. We obviously know the turbulence in which we deal with, but there's not enough conversations about the after effect. You know what I'm saying? Like, we already know we got to go through the fire. We need to learn how to treat our, bur our burns, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we have to catch these waves all the times, but we don't know how to combat through the waves or make sure that we're still in shape so we can at least swim in these waters. So one at a time, I want to talk about what individual, like, and speak out of your own experience, but like, what do you do to take care of yourself mentally during this time? You know what I'm saying? Because, and you know, I, I'm gonna get biblical for quick and I'm not going to apologize real quick for, but just for myself, you know, I have to make sure that I'm spiritually and mentally okay. Cause that bleeds into literally everything else. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'll go last. Um, I'm going to have my uncle and my auntie jump in here first because you like, like y'all about to get y'all about to get y'all yeah. don't, don't even know what y'all about to get. But <laughs> when I say when I say that I was talking to these folk, I just met these people like on the Internet a couple like a couple weeks ago just from the Internet world. You know what I'm saying? But like when I tell you that they got wisdom I'm telling you that they got weight to them. So auntie, uncle, whoever you want, yeah. whichever one you want to go first, whatever you got for me. Can you hear me? I can hear you, auntie. You good. All right. Um. Oh, and by the way, yes, 
we were big public enemy, still am, Paris, all that music. <laughs> that Alrighty, was then. us. <laughs> you could but, hear the um, you could hear the Brooklyn in her accent in case y'all can't hear it, y'all. <laughs> but um the one thing when I see all of this happening, and for me, I need to sit down and go into the Bible because I start to read and I start to see a lot of the same stuff that was going on in the Old Testament going on right now. And um I pray, I go into my closet and I pray because I I say, Lord, you know what? I'm coming to you as your daughter now because this hurt and it's painful. And I don't have nobody to talk to but you. And when I'm here and I see another murder and I'm screaming in my pillow, right? You know, it's like, Father, help me. Because, you know, in order for me to help someone else, and usually when I help someone else, I just listen. Because this, what do you say? You listen. And sometimes just putting your hand on their shoulder and just praying silently is enough. You know, because it, it, there's nothing that I could say when they're in that pain, in that space, until they're ready. You know what I'm saying? And and that's even the same thing for me. Rudy know when I see something like this, I'm he sitting better there. know. I mean, that's your husband. <laughs> Shoot, that's your ride. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and there's times that when my mother died, oh Jesus. When my mother died last year, take your time, mother, Auntie. I, I spoke to my mother on Sunday, uh last year in April. And I and we talked for a while, and I said, "Mommy, I'm gonna go." And she said, "You sure?" And I said, "Yeah, you're gonna be all right, Mom." And she was like, "Okay." My sister called me Monday, and she said, "Mommy's not breathing too good. She needs to go to the hospital." And I said, "You sure? COVID don't broke out. I don't want her going there because my mother had COPD. She needed her dialysis, and." They, you know, called, you know, the para ride that usually takes her to the dialysis. But because they called the ambulance, they said, we have to take her to the hospital. They took my mother to the hospital. My sisters couldn't get in to see her. I'm here pacing. And I said, Lord, mommy's going to be okay. And um, my mother was in there. My sister's still trying to fight to get into the hospital. They couldn't get in there. And then um, April 16th, get the call. My mother passed away. My mother didn't die from COVID. She died from hurt, anxiety, and being scared. Okay? And what... Jesus, what pissed me off? What pissed me off? And I, I tell, I told Rudolph, I said, if I could get my hands on that man, I'll kill him, because my mother didn't have to die. Okay. If you don't mind, now, just because I'm a little, 
I'm so confused. When you say Rudolph, you're not talking about Rudy, right? That's not his actual. Oh, that's his full name, Rudolph. Oh, <laughs> okay. That I, I was thinking like this. Never mind. Like I said, clarity wise, <laughs> I just met y'all. You know what I'm saying? It's all right. I, I don't like interrupting people, but I was definitely confused. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, because he mandated that everybody go to the city hospital when all they had to do was ask my mother what was wrong, and she would have said, "I need my dialysis treatment." You know, and the cops were just picking up people left and right and taking them straight to the hospital, man. You know, and the anger, the pain, I still feel some of it. It's not as bad, but that day, I wasn't consolable. And this is the reason why I take my time. And I said, you know, when I see these killings out here, I'm like, what? I said, all right, you know what, Lord? There got to be something better. There have to be. Because I have to sit down with people. And when they speak to me, I let them talk. And I let them talk. And then if they want me to say something, I ask them. Sometimes we try to solve things a little too quick or have a solution. And we don't need that. You know what I'm saying? It just... I mean, we're tired, yes. But now, when it comes down to what we're going to do about it, you know, we got to come together and stand up. Because, like, Lightfoot, she need to get out of Chicago. Y'all need to run her out with pitchforks and fire. Because... Queen Key, Queen Key over here, like, I'm going to snatch my own baby hairs out my scalp. Yeah, no, I see that lady. I see that lady. I see straight evil. I mean, mm. my mayor here in North New Jersey, he gangster. <laughs> Ross Baraka, homeboy. Is how, like, can, I just, can I just say real quick? I love how like biblically and theologically sound y'all are, but y'all are like, I am not the one or the two Jesus is. Do you understand me? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, he, Ross Baraka, he's here. And I mean, if he don't get his way, he turn around and send his goons after you. That's how he is. That's how they get down out here. And it's crazy, you know? And these are people who claim to love their city and they do nothing. Okay? I mean, I can't even turn on or even read the newspaper how many people get killed out here. It's crazy. And nobody does nothing. When they were rioting, the one thing I will tell you about Nort is the people in this town, they saw the people coming in to riot, and they told them, y'all better get out of here because we will come after you. They ran them out of here. That's why it didn't burn down. So that is the one thing I was proud of about my city. And I said, they didn't even do that in Brooklyn. They up there, it's... It's Brown's Ganistan out there. So it's like, you know, it's crazy all over. And I'm like, what is happening? I said, our young people are going to be so angry. They are not even going to listen to me if I say something to them. And they're going to tear this joint up. 
And that is the thing that I said, Lord, please, we need your wisdom now. Because when they go out there, they are going to be soldiers and they are not going to be playing. Now, in my piece right there. I think the one thing that, and I think, I don't know if anybody else feels this, but for me, this is kind of missing. You know what I'm saying? We said this the other night when I had you guys in the Zoom session, but all, I don't know what generations, because for all I know, Jessica could be like 27. I don't know. Because like I said, we don't age in dog years, but I think that this is, (laughs) she said, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) But I think this is missing like one when it comes to like, our own community is that we don't see a lot of like the older generation. Okay. The more seasoned, I'm gonna call y'all more seasoned because y'all got a different type of flavor than us. You know what I'm saying? They don't, we don't have a lot of like this, for instance, like I'm 27. I don't know how old Kiana is. I know Tyler's 29, but he looks like he's 12. Um, 25. Oh, I'm old. I don't know about Ebony either. For all I know, she could be 27 too. You know what I'm saying? But like, I think that this is beautiful in itself. That's why I'm happy that you guys joined us because you know, a lot of people don't want to listen to younger generations because they think we don't know anything. You know what I'm saying? As if we haven't gone through anything, like we didn't have a 9-11 in our lives where we all experienced. Um, But I just want to say thank you for like, you know, coming on and just imparting whatever you need, whatever you can impart to us. Because I think with the system and everything like that, with, you know, our older titans, I'll say the titans in our family, I just talked about my grandmama, you know what I'm saying? My people's marched on Selma, but they're not around to tell me those stories. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that one, I just wanted to say thank you for you guys coming on here. Um, anybody else have anything as far as what you can in, impart to one another or just share from your own experience? Like what do you do to kind of, I don't want to say get over, but get through this time, this season that we're all in, especially being black. Amer- oh, Uncle Rudy, you got something? You're muted, brother. Hold on. Oh, I got you. Oh, I got thank you. you. Right, thank <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> I want to do biblical first and then um, practical. Uh, from a biblical point of view, uh, just like Tamisha said, um, I go back to Moses and when they were enslaved. And part of that story, I see the African-American experience in that story. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're constantly saying, Father, can it ever get better? and just believing that one day it will. With that being said, I'll leave for all of us to reread that experience with Moses and Exodus. At age 17, I wanted to join the Black Panthers because I was sick and tired of seeing- um, Yo, I'm gonna have to have you on this whole podcast just to interview you and auntie. Do you understand me? The Panthers, what? Continue, go ahead. And the only reason I couldn't get in because I was uh, wasn't 18 and I couldn't be licensed to have a firearm. So that was one. Number two, um, in regards to Black Lives Matter, I always believed from the 1980s, growing up in the 80s, I was a teenager. And back then, we had white mobs chasing our people. Some of you might, might remember a saying called Howard Beach. Howard Beach was when three young men, their car broke down in a part of Howard Beach, Queens. They went to a pizzeria and a mob of eight, 15 or more white guys chased them down with one man jumping into the freeway to try and save his life. And he was ultimately killed. 
a few people got arrested. I think it's, is it Hot 97 or one of those um shows? No, that's another, you know, there's so many. No, Hot 97, you're right. Right, no, but but that's with the other young kid, the one um, I went to school with. But that's another story. But the one thing I've always said was that white people have created a Frankenstein monster out of us. And one day that Frankenstein is going to wake up and be uncontrollable. That one day happened last year, 2020. It got to the point where the police are resigning. It got to the point where we're not just only black people, but black and brown minorities have gotten up and said, enough is enough. A guilty part of me sometimes don't feel too sorry when I see a cop get hit or beat down by one of us because if working with EMS, I got to understand how the whole situation with, with the police work. When, when we were called for a sick prisoner, I have to stop at the desk sergeant's desk. He is fully responsible for every prisoner that comes into police custody in that building. Not the captain, not the lieutenant, the desk sergeant, because he has the book. When I go into the area to look at a, a patient who's in custody and I say, and I ask him, what happened to you? And he tells me, and his wounds are associated with, with his tooth for being assaulted. And it's like, okay, this don't look like a fist punch. This look more like a baton or something. There's only one person that have a baton. That's a uniform officer. Like, well, desk sergeant, you're going to have to answer for this eventually. And of course, they cover up. That's what they call it, the blue wall of silence. But in a sense where now we have people who have mobilized, and this is where Black Lives Matter come in. They have mobilized so well. And even Master P's um, uh, militia, um, I forgot what it's called, but it's like, ain't effing taking it no more kind of thing, ain't effing around. They're the ones who went marching up to Stone Mountain, Georgia, the, K the KKK's um, little headquarters, and the KKK stood right inside. They never came out. White. I like um, 45 in the bunker. I mean, you know, yeah. he, was, he was chilling in the basement eating cookies and cream ice cream and hiding from us because he thought yeah. we was going to storm the Capitol like his cousins. But anyway. Yeah. I like what my brother said. White mental illness, not white supremacy, but white mental illness is what has driven us now to stand up. I remember back in uh, 1999, uh, the census uh, was coming out saying, oh, by the year 2020 or the year 2030, um, um, Spanish people, Latinos and Blacks and Asians going to be the main, the majority of the population. What's going to happen to white people? And all of a sudden, it became that, oh, my God. And I think that's when the police killings started. I know in New York City in 1999, Amadou Diallo was like the first one I started to pay attention to. There's many more before him, but it just started to be continuous. But my brothers, my sisters, as long as we remain mobilized, we will promote change. We have more women in the Senate and in Congress than we ever had before. We have, I'm going to call her what she is, Sister Harris there, who's going to make, eventually make a difference. We have Biden, who's like, I'm pledging to make sure police reform happens. So Slowly, then, slowly, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, we're, we're, at least we're traveling the right direction, at least. <laughs> oh, boy. We, we may be walking, but at least we're traveling. 
But um, some way, somehow, my brothers, my sisters, we will get to that promised land, just like Moses and the Israelites. Mm -hmm. And as for the initial question, how do I take care of my mental health? My wife will tell you, I play with Nerf guns and I play with Lego action figures. I'm definitely interviewing you. What <laughs> next week? I'll have my people call your people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I'll send you in um in a private chat my latest creation <laughs> later on. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I'll have to add you to the divinity chat. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Ah, uh, anybody else? What you what y'all do to? Hey, man. You know, king and queens. I want y'all to keep y'all head up, but I want y'all to shine y'all crown during this time. So, what do y'all do to take care of yourselves during this time? Yeah, I'll go ahead and go. Um, all right, Jessica, you want to go? I saw you unmute yourself. Uh, sure, I can go. Um, yeah, go. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but when this really got big, when George Floyd happened, I noticed I got angry, like crazy angry. It, it wasn't just like laying on, bubbling under the surface. It became like, I was a walking nuclear warhead. I was just angry. And after the last year, I've realized, and hey, this anger ain't hurting nobody but myself. Because uh, these people aren't going to listen. I'm not changing anything by screaming at brick walls. Um, so what I did is I decided to start educating myself. Um, instead of being angry, I decided to take a turn to education. I just started reading the new Jim Crow. Um, that was one of my book suggestions. I, uh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, can you give me some more book suggestions? Because oh, I'm trying to go look, hard. Look here. I'm, I'm single. The only relationship uh, relationships I'm in with is with Jesus and my dog. I got books for days. I'm single I got too. You. I, I got, got time on time on time. <laughs> my kids got my kids got the Xbox. We good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've I've started educating myself on what happened in our history so that I can try to do my part to change the future. And that's helped a lot as far as like being emotionally exhausted with it all. And also I have a friend who is, um, who is an indigenous women, woman. And we talk a lot about the struggles that she has in her communities, you know, and the stuff that she has um, that, that indigenous women go through. And, um, Sometimes we get really angry about it, but other times we like start to talk and see the correlation and everything like that. And just knowing that you're not alone, even though like I'm black and she's indigenous, we still going through the same thing. And just knowing that, you know, it's not just us, like we're, we're not alone, that helps a lot. And when none of that helps, we watch bad movies and get and just fuck around and talk shit about it all day. <laughs> So that's my part. Tyler, you had something? Yeah, yeah. So uh, for me, I would say, and I've, I've said this a few times on, on this podcast, but for me, um, okay, so I'm new to my blackness, right? You know, just for the new people here that may have not heard me say this before. Um, 
And that's kind of weird to some people. They're like, well, you've been black all your life. How are you need to your blackness? And I said this yesterday on the podcast. I was blinded by the institution of uh, white insanity in this country. I was blinded by the institution of church. I was blinded by the institution of education. And not to say anything, any of those things are bad in and in in of themselves, but, you know, there are a lot of bad parts of these certain institution, institutions that are just uh, brainwashing, pretty much. And for me, I, I never really looked into my Black history. You know, I, of course, I knew about Martin Luther King Jr. because everyone knows about him. But, you know, I never looked into, like, really looked into his teachings. I never really looked into the things that he said. You know, people like Malcolm X never really looked into him. Um, Fred Hampton never really looked into him and what he did with the Black Panthers. You know, stuff like this. So for me, being new to my Blackness really happened when George Floyd happened. Uh, when that killing happened, of course, everyone's, we're in this pandemic, everything's locked down. Everyone in their mamas is seeing the footage of Derek Chauvin killing George Floyd in the middle of the street. And just like what Uncle Rudy said, that's when there was a big uprising like we've never seen before. And not just with Black people, but people of all colors, all races, all, you know, everybody. From little kids to grandmas to grandpas, everybody was out there marching for Black Lives Matter, you know, and saying, hey, this is messed up. What's happening to Black, brown people? This needs to end. And I think now we're, we're seeing a point to where white insanity is dying. And I think that's why police are so threatened and they feel like, oh, now we got to like take out all these black people because it's a rise up. So like for me, George Floyd was very traumatizing. And then you take Breonna Taylor, very traumatizing. Am Toledo, very traumatizing. Um, Kurt Reinhold, very traumatizing. You know, uh, Dante Wright, all these, all these innocent people that are just being killed for no reason. Um, it's just traumatizing. And it got to the point for me where I, I couldn't even watch the news. You know, like like when, when the footage Adam Toledo came out, Casper told all of us in Divinity, like, don't watch the footage. And I was like, yeah, yeah no, I couldn't I'm not do it, watch dude. it. I, I mean, I did it on accident. And I was like, I threw up. Yeah. Like, I was waiting for my food. At, right. I think I was at Wendy's or something, curbside pickup. And I, right before I got my food, I threw up. And I, and I made a point to just... Yeah. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. So, right. yeah, definitely gauge what you expose yourself to. Exactly. And and I I was like, my girlfriend, and she was trying to find the footage. And I told my girlfriend, I was like, I'm not going to watch it. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm not going to watch it. And I had to sit down and explain to her. And, you know, my, my girlfriend is uh, Mexican. Uh, but she, she it's funny because, like, I've, I've been dating her for the last four years, about four years. And, um... She used to say I'm the whitest black guy she ever met because I just I, I didn't like I didn't act black like like I never really talked about anything black like and she would always tell me you're like the whitest black dude I ever met. And I'm just like, really? And she's like, yeah, yeah, you, you speak proper and you use all your words and all your letters. I'm like, is that what makes me sound white? Another like, episode. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. Oh, my goodness. But, but, Anyways, I, I knew she was just teasing me. She wasn't like trying to be mean to me or anything. She was just making fun of me. And it, it's all good. I would laugh about it. I didn't take it serious. But um, for me, it's like it's like back to back to back. You know, just killing after killing after killing after killing. 
And I, 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 you know, I broke down a few times when I saw the the footage of Kurt Reinhold. If you guys don't know, it, it's a homeless. He was a homeless, um, you know, a homeless guy who was just trying to walk across the street. I guess like the cops said he was jaywalking, and they ended up killing him because he was jaywalking. And when I saw that footage, literally, I broke down and started just crying. Like I couldn't stop crying for like an hour, and I was just like crying and. Um, I had to call my girlfriend and I was crying to her on the phone. I was like, this is, this is some BS. Like, why does this have to keep happening? You know, this man has kids. Like, it's, it's not, it's not fair. Like, and, and even the other night I was talking to, um, Casper and, and, uh, Auntie Maya, who's a part of our divinity group as well. And I started crying right in front of them, you know, and Andrew was there too. I started crying right in front of them. And I just said, when is it going to end? Like, when's it, I'm sick of this, you know, I, I was crying in front of them and they were giving me some good wisdom. So all, you know, I'll wrap that up to say for me, what helps me mentally right now is I literally shut down any news. Like I don't watch the news. I don't watch any, like, you know, anything that talks about this kind of stuff. And I watch like stand up comedy. I watch funny shows. I watch comedy movies, you know, because I just love to laugh, you know, like for me, that's, that's healing for me is to laugh and is to have joy. And like, I'll watch like Chris Rock stand up or I'll watch like, you know, Dave Chappelle or something like that. Like just funny stuff that'll make me laugh. And I'll listen to my favorite music, you know, stuff that that'll give me like joy when I, when I listen to it. And it, that's where healing for me is. And, um, you know, just, just the, the smile, you know, because it's, it's hard to smile right now. Like it's, it's really hard to smile, but, but just the laugh and smile for me, like it puts me in a good place. So like for me, I, I, I have to take breaks, literally, like, I have to take breaks and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm not watching. I, I won't even go on TikTok or I won't even go on the Internet, you know, for a whole day because all you see is is death. You know what I mean? All you see is black folks getting killed. And it's like, yo, I don't need to see this right now. It's going to put me in a bad place. And I've, I've struggled with uh, depression. I've struggled with suicidal thoughts. I've struggled with um, anxiety. And whenever I do see shootings of unarmed black people, I... I feel that depression creeping on and it's like, you know, I have to get into prayer, you know, me, me as a Christian, me as a man of God, I have to get into prayer. I have to get into my word. I have to communicate with God because ultimately it's, it's the Holy spirit. It's, it's, it's Jesus himself that is going to like help me through all this. You know, he put certain people in my life. He put Casper in my life. He put divinity in my life, all the brothers and sisters in there, you know, he's continuously putting people in my life to encourage me. And even today, I sent a message out to Divinity and I was just like, thank you guys. Thank you. I love you guys. And thank you for being my family. Like, like you all encouraged me big time. Like Casper, from the day I met him, he's been a huge encouragement to me. And I know he don't like to take his flowers, but black, black man, man, don't make me cry flowers. on the internet. Hey, hey. Yo, chill out, yo. Chill out, chill black out, man. chill out, chill out. Like, like we do this when we're not online, dog. Calm, calm down. I love you too, nigga. Relax. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll just say that, that Casper's been a big encouragement for me. And I'm honored to be on his podcast. Like, like that gives me joy. Anytime he sends me the invite, like, come on my podcast, I get happy. I'm like, yeah, I get to be on there with my brother Casper, you know, and I don't know. I, I can't tell anybody else how to heal or what they need to do um, to get into a good mental place. But that's just me, you know, laughing, you know, watching funny stuff that that brings me joy, you know, and of course, you know, God, the Holy Spirit and, and Jesus definitely helps me through my, my hard times. It lets me know I'm not alone because I'm not. So. Um, who want to go next? Queen Ebony X or 
who won't go next? Which one y'all? All the three of y'all haven't spoken. Which one of y'all want to go next? Don't make me pick. Please don't make me pick. Um, yeah. Oh, Evan, you gonna go? Can I go real quick? Cause my short. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Honestly, I don't. Okay. Thank you. Honestly, um, I I don't do anything right now. Like I I'm struggling with what to do to. If that makes sense, like nothing I do, it's a constant thing for me. So. You know, I've tried to watch the movie things and all that, and I just haven't found that thing yet that takes gives me a break. How about if I can give advice and kind of piggyback of what Tyler said? Take your foot off the gas. You know what I'm saying, like I told, I texted you. I mean, I like I said, sis, I just met you like about last week, but I told you, look, look, I gotta take my foot off the gas. I mean, I'm doing press conferences and stuff like that. There's one thing that I had to like take a break from. And I know where I'm going as far as my mission goes, but I know when to either put the car in park or just take my foot off the gas. You know what I'm saying? You know you're still heading in the right direction, but I would just say gauge yourself if I can offer any of that advice. Whatever that looks like for you. You know what I'm saying? Take that second, take that like what I what I did when I needed a break, I slept in. Girl, like, I'm tired of dressing up and I mean, like, I have to do it, but like meeting with the ACLU and Major for Justice and smiling for white folks on camera to be on WAMR and everything like that, or WMMAR, whatever, but, and now I went completely black. Good Lord. Somebody needs to sign, somebody give me a new camera, please, for the love of God. That's besides the point. But just knowing when to take your foot off the gas. I think if you heard, if anything, just know when to not go full throttle all the time because you're still heading in the right direction. You know, you owe that to yourself. Be kind to yourself. And something that one of my moms tells me is you teach other people how to love you, how you love yourself. So if I can impart that to you. All righty then. Uh, Key, you had something? Yes. So right now I am going through what keeps me grounded is my car. Of course, like my car, I sit in my car sometimes, but also I have been getting into my hair journey, um, learning how to love everything about me. Um, so it's just like the way I grew up and like my family and the things, the microaggressions, like I've just learned to like love myself unconditionally i also um in reading as well i i have the same book as you um i actually have multiple i highly recommend this one um our prisons absolute too i have tons of books i just educate myself um on the weekends um i ended up having like i met like a bunch of moms so what we do is our kids play we sip on wine we go out um my little munchkins here now um but yeah, like I try to get as much out of my house as possible. I'm the type of person where like sometimes being indoors, I get depressed. Like I don't like the idea of just like sitting at home all the time or if anything, I'm like over cleaning because I need something to like do. Um, so me and my kids try to get out the house if we can. Um, I would say even if you if you're maybe if you are interested, I would get into like um, art. We do paintings, art um sometimes helps us um but yeah that's just a few things that i do currently now to help me get through everything got it got it um and last but certainly not least brother x what you got for me dog 
Yeah. Um, so with with me, I think you know a little bit, uh, Casper. Um, my, I guess what you call specialty is point counterpoint, right? Because when you break down all of this, you know, oh, black on black crime. Oh, um, I should have complied. Oh, black to blue, all that stuff. Point for point, it's all stupid. It's all like it's easy to uh, to counter. But what we're fighting isn't just you know misinformation. It's a rhetoric that has been ingrained into um, the minds of people and the system itself. <clears throat> so dis so dismantling that is a marathon, not a sprint. You've heard me say this many times before. Um, and it is exhausting. It is exhausting. Um, and so um, I've, I say over and over because maybe one day it'll like actually get through uh, in my head. Um, uh, you know, Sister Queen Jordan, uh, every time she comes on here, she says, activism, you got to treat it like a backpack. Uh, sometimes it's on and it's easy to carry. Sometimes you got to just take it off and you got to come back to it. Um, and that's what I've been doing. Uh, most recently, I've been getting back into the content that I wanted to make and have been making for fun and to entertain people and whatnot because um, there's really no getting used to this. Um, and if and if like if you do get used to it, it's not that you've become like lost or a lost cause or whatever. It's just you know, it's you've gotten to the point where it's just like you're you're having a hard time. And I can and I can understand why some people might get to that point, but we have to not get used to this. And the fact that everyone here has is feeling some sort of rage, sadness, frustration, what have you. Um, I don't want to say it's a good thing, but it means that um, you have not resolved to letting things be as they are. Um, so I think that um, doing things for yourselves is extremely important. And I hope that what I just said um, resonates, especially well with, um, with Ebony, um, that you can, you can like, not even like, <laughs> like, like pump the brakes on it just like completely like step away for from it for a minute but step away from it and um be able to find that thing that allows you to feel like you can come back to it because if you don't step away from it at all um like no matter how much how little you um you engage with it you're still engaging with it and it just means that you're exhausting yourself a little bit slower and um, if you're exhausted, you can't run. Mm. I feel that. And, you know, to kind of close this out, um, <clears throat> I think for me, we're allowed to live. You understand me? Like, I, I jokingly, well, I'm not joking. I'm dead serious. Like, only relationships I'm in is Jesus and my dog. He's over there. Let me put the camera on this dude. Sometimes you just need to know when to lay out. You understand? Like he's on the furniture shedding like a white girl in the windstorm. You understand me? Like you just need to, you need to know, like, it's okay to be tired. I don't think there's a problem with that. You know what I'm, I said it, I said it before and I'm gonna say it again. Like, it's okay to not be okay. Like I, I don't know why I even felt like telling and even explaining myself to Ebony last week, but I was just like, I'm not, I'm not good. <laughs> you know what I'm feeling? You know what I'm saying? But you need to be honest with yourself. I think that's important. Um, you know, James Baldwin says to be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage all the time. 
anger is never the primary emotion. There's something associated with that. There's something that anger is really rooted in. And I think when you figure out what that is and try to reconcile that, try to rectify that, try to resolve that, it will make the anger not so much more bearable, but it will make you feel more human. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's what I can give as one point. Another thing is, is allow yourself, allow yourself to be happy. Something I, and it's funny, like one of my brothers gave me a word the other day. He said, like, do you ever do anything for fun? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I just, I, I don't like I read. That's fun to me. But, you know, I, I think it's because like, I know that this is something I've been called into, whether it's having conversations like this, leading forums, going to churches, speaking to people and everything like that, teaching people not to be racist shouldn't have to teach white people how to not be racist. I didn't invent racism, but that's besides the point. I'm going to get off my soapbox for a second. Um, but allow, I call myself Mr. Lee with love um, based off of first Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14, you know, do everything in love. And sometimes that just means surrounding yourself with people that love you. You know what I'm saying? When things aren't good, I'm not going to put my brother on blast by saying that he was not in a bad way. Cause I don't think there's such thing as a negative emotion. Jesus died for me to have every emotion. So sometimes surrounding yourself with people that you can have a ugly cry with. And y'all know what I'm talking about. I said, I was listening to Keisha Cole the other day and I was just crying in my car. It was raining. I was eating chicken wings in my car and I was crying my makeup off. You understand me? I was getting real ugly in my joggers in my car, but allow yourself to feel, allow yourself to be okay in your brokenness. Allow yourself to be sad. You know, like, but when it's time to get up, then get up. But the longer you put off your emotions, or better yet, I'll say this, my therapist says this. Oh, therapy. I feel like everybody is a person of color, especially during this time. If y'all don't have a therapist, I highly, I highly, highly, highly recommend either, if not having a therapist, having a counselor, having somebody, like I said, Everybody needs an ugly cry, buddy. Like, I need to be able to call you at 3 o'clock in the morning with crust in your eyes, and I am upset. And I need you to be able to hear me out. And like my um auntie um Tamisha said, and just listen. Don't tell me what I feel is invalid. Just listen to me. And I'm going to close this out just by saying this. Um, the things that weren't able to be done before you got here is because you were put here. So you were born to do the things that weren't able to be done. You know, don't think because in a lot of ways, and if you look in this country's history and just the world's history, we seem like we are a cursed people or a suffering people. But we are, and I say this not to say that we're supreme at all, but we've endured so much. You know what I'm saying? But I heard a bar and a rap say, you know, it's hard to get swole without getting sore. You know, you, everybody on screen don't know a lot of y'all from a campaign, but a lot of you guys are strong individuals, Kings and Queens all around this country. You know what I mean? Um, don't sell yourself short, celebrate yourself. And even though I'm the worst at accepting compliments, allow people to just speak life into you and shut up Tyler. Cause I see you over there smiling on my monitor. So be quiet um, with your face. Um, <laughs> But that's a big thing. Um, and I'm going to close this out with um, be good to each other, too. Because whatever you put out, and, when I, and not to get all like weird energy, ah, you know, and everything like that. But, you know, the seeds you sow are going to be the harvest that you reap. So 
if you feel like you about to bite somebody's head off, some ignorant, you know, salt right. I call them salt rights when they be tripping like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I call them salt rights, you know, because apparently salt is spicy. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> but Lord. if you feel like you're about, if you feel like you're about to even speak evil into somebody or hate, like just don't do it. You know what I'm saying? They already had their mind made up before you got there. You know, recognize when to sow seeds in the dirt and when to sow and not to sow seeds in the concrete people already, some people, you know, some seeds are meant to be planted and some seeds are meant to be watered. Recognize which one of those with these encounters you're supposed to have. Um, but thank you everybody for one. Thank you for everybody that tuned in tonight. Thank you for everybody even coming on screen with me. Um, and to my sisters that was super nervous, y'all loosened up. Would y'all, would y'all take, go off camera and get some wine real quick. What y'all do? Huh? <laughs> you can unmute yourself. We're on the closing. We're on the closing stage, so I don't care about oh, feedback okay. towards the end. All good, but um, you know, thank you, you guys. Um, I told y'all before we got started, this is a family show. You know what I'm saying? I major in love. You know, I I I, I major in divine accountability, relationship, mentorship, discipleship, stewardship, and all that to say that I care about the people that I'm gonna do life with, whether it's in the room with me or on screen with me. So. Appreciate y'all blessing me with y'all presence. I'm not kidding, Uncle Rudy. You're getting interviewed next week. Black Panthers, Nerf guns. My goodness. And I know Auntie Tamisha hiding in the dark. Why is she hiding in the dark? Can I ask you? Because I look a hot mess. Black woman, you can never look a hot mess. You are the original carrier of the Eve gene. You understand me? My goodness. <laughs> Man. Anyway, thank you everybody for tuning in tonight. Thank you for the people that are actually respectful in the comment section. I was actually kind of worried. I thought the title was going to be too polarizing. Dear white people, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but you know, everybody that's on screen with me, y'all are welcome anytime. You know, I'm happy nobody got naked. Um, I'm so serious. Like, I had y'all, y'all laughing. I had a podcast that nobody will ever see. There's not even an audio version of it because it makes me cringe where somebody was wearing a wet t-shirt and I was like, hey, yo, shorty, can you like, go? <laughs> can you go fix that situation? Good Lord. I'm not even allowed to watch porn. And you out here anyway. Um, <laughs> thank you everybody for tuning in tonight. Um, and for those that are watching at home, be kind to each other. You understand me? Um, you're gonna you're going to reap the harvest of the seeds you sow. So if you just dishing out hate, well, don't get mad when hate pimp slaps you in the face like shorty that stormed the Capitol. You understand me? Um, <laughs> be kind to each other, love on one another, hold each other close because in our brokenness, and I say this for my black and brown people, especially, you know, when bones break and when they heal, when you get an x-ray, they shine brighter than they ever did before. Do not allow this darkness to consume you. You consume the darkness and be the light in every room, in every space, in every way in this righteous race. Always remember you are beautiful, blessed, and beloved. Uh, raisins don't go on potato salad. And Jesus wasn't white. Have a good night.